This is the Every FNFF Podcast. I'm Curtis Ware. I'm Carl Germ. I'm Alex. All right, and together we're... Here. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh... <laughs> what, are, what are we doing this week, y'all? Oh, yeah, what are we we're, doing? Uh, we're, we're just... We're talking about some limit breaks, I think, right? I believe we are. We're talking about some limit breaks and some ultimate weapons. But oh, not yeah. ultimate. Not, but not ultimate weapons. Not weapon. to be confused <laughs> yeah. with the weapons that we talked about on last episode. <laughs> Yeah. Which I finally beat. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we got the weapons and we're I, done, yeah. Yeah, um, I finally beat... I, if you recall from the uh, the weapons episode, I was saying how I didn't beat them yet. Um, and then that night when I left where we recorded the <laughs> podcast, I was driving home on uh, I-95 going north, and I hit the worst fucking traffic in the world, and I still had my Switch with me. It still had battery life and everything, so I took the time of being in stop-and-go traffic for literally an hour, going less than a mile, to beat Ruby Weapon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that the Every FNFF podcast does not endorse playing Switch while you're driving. Yes, as we? a podcast, we do not, but as a personal thing, I definitely do. <laughs> but only if you can beat it. <laughs> only if you can beat a hard boss. <laughs> yeah, if you lose to Ruby Weapon and get in a crash, that's just that's just <laughs> embarrassing. You, that, Man, if you I get want... a game over in your <laughs> car, you get a game over in real life. Game over in your car, game over in real life. God, now I want to yeah. like uh, get a mobile hotspot for Taurus so I can like stream from the van. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, like g- gamers and cars getting limit breaks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, ooh. Ooh, yeah, ooh. Um, so we're finally about we to go are. fight Sephiroth, but first, yeah. yeah, kind of. This is our last, but first, um, <laughs> one more. This is our, as Steve Jobs would call, one more thing. This is our one more thing, or or Uncle from the Jackie Chan adventure. <laughs> oh yes, oh, we um, yeah, we've pretty much done everything now with uh. And even most of these limit breaks, we've gotten them on the way. Most of the uh, um, the ultimate weapons, we've also gotten on the way. But the yeah, friends we've made, and them. we've talked yeah. about a bunch of them, just kind of in passing. Right, right. So there's a couple that we haven't gotten yet. So what we're gonna do today is kind of do a, um, a rewind, a little recap, and just go over all of the ultimate equipment, all of the ultimate limit breaks, and uh, make sure we're real, real ready to go fight Sephiroth. Which is going to put yeah. us well into the OP range. We're going to be absolutely destructive. <laughs> yeah, I was able to beat uh, Emerald Weapon um, without the underwater materia. <laughs> but we're going to get even more OP now to fight Sephiroth, yeah, which is significantly easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so um, so should we just start? We should go, should we go down the line, or how should we do this, y'all? So we start with Cloud? <laughs> as, as a dum-dum like me who just kind of been glo- glossing through this, how do the mechanics and limit breaks work at first? Oh yeah, it's a good point. Okay, so I think yeah, we should probably start from there, which yeah. we've mentioned, but it's worth. It, it we probably know repeating. by now, but like right, right. So, um, so like we've said before, most most of the characters, I think there's two exceptions, have four levels of limit breaks, and that also includes Aerith too, as well, right? Not Aerith two, correct? Like the number two, but Aerith T O O, my Aerith two, <clears throat> right? So they have four levels of limit breaks, and they learn a. Uh, two limit breaks per level and the way that you learn both of them is slightly different 
Correct. You always learn the first one in a level by making a certain number of kills. So you defeat a certain number of monsters, you'll learn the first one in a certain level. And then once you have that one, usage of the level or of the first limit break in a level gives you the second one. Yeah. And so like I have a chart open in front of me right now from the the fandom wiki that just has all the numbers for it. So like Cloud being the main character, he's always in your party with a small exception. He has more kills and more uses than any of the other characters to be able to get these limit breaks. Right. Um, and, you know, some of the others have a lot, but some of them don't have very many at all. Like, I think uh, to get Vincent's third one, you just have to make 96 kills, which is less than Cloud needs for his second one. Right. Right. Hmm. So you can get it real, real quick. Yeah, there's there's some weird things. There's some weird things with that um, that doesn't really... I mean, it kind of makes sense in the sense of Limit Break. Like, oh, well, Vincent is an optional character, and he is one that you might get way later, so definitely don't want to have to grind up as many kills as Cloud, who you have pretty much throughout the whole game. But another thing I learned recently um, was that uh, the way that the leveling up works as well with the experience, there's a gap somewhere between level, like... I think it's like 81 to 82 is the most amount of experience you have to dump into a single level to level up to the next level. And then everything else. How did you learn that, Carl? I learned that because Dave Stereo is the (laughs) ultimate god gamer and through all of December leveled up to level 99 with Cloud and Barrett in the first reactor. And it was amazing. (laughs) I absolutely jumped in there every like other day or every couple days. And I was just like, hey, good to see you're still going. Good luck. I believe in you. It was always nice just like hanging out in the chat and then seeing Curtis's name pop up and I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on, Curtis? <laughs> yeah, right. He finished it on a New Year's Eve, right? He did, and it was one right? of the most yeah. like hype endings to anything I've ever seen. People wow. were just and like... He, he finished it by fighting the guard scorpion mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beginning of the game, too. The, the, the best nice. part about it, too, is... Right up till, um, like, it, it was striking midnight where he was, because I think he finished with, like, two hours to spare in the year. And I'm pretty sure after he did that, after he beat the guard scorpion, and then the 10-minute timer started, 10 minutes before, like, the ball drop, like, right yeah. before the year changed. <laughs> and he ended the year and that run with just letting the reactor explode and gaming over. <laughs> he was like, we're going down with this ship. We spent all of December here. We're going down with it. <laughs> Absolute legend. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I wish I would have watched that. <laughs> that reminds me, not to get too far off topic, I also spent my New Year's doing Final Fantasy things. Oh, yeah, you did. How did, <laughs> That's it, how right. did it go? I, yeah, I attempted a Final Fantasy V speedrun. I was doing pretty darn well up until the very last split yep. where I lost on the same boss like eight times. And when I finally beat him, the game crashed on the next to last boss. It was great. And I was like, well, I guess we're not getting one done in 2019 after all. It was, Should all acquaint. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great too because like the the way it glitched out and like froze, like there was just a bunch of like numerical sevens, sevens the across the screen and yeah. all like pixelated stuff and I was just like, "Hell yeah, all lucky sevens, baby." <laughs> yeah, so that was that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh but yeah, back on the topic though. Yeah, sorry for so, the tangent there, but you okay. Uh, so those, yeah, that's the way that you get the um, the limit breaks. Yeah, exactly. Game. And I, I think yeah. we we've mentioned this a few times, but there uh, are two characters who don't have the typical structure of like level one through four. Um, yeah, correct. So for most characters, they have two in level one, two in level two, two in level three, and just th- their final limit break. So like a total of what's that? Seven. 
Correct. Oh, yeah. Which I guess makes sense, Final Fantasy VII. All Lucky Sevens, baby. But <laughs> Vincent and uh, Ketchy have a different thing. Vincent only has four. He's only got the level, like the first limit break of each level. And then Ketchy only has two altogether. Right, right. Um, which are just learned normally. Like, like uh, Ket doesn't have to have any like limit break item to learn his final one. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, and I think the reasoning behind that, which we'll get into a little more when we dig into each of like the individual uh, limit breaks themselves, is each limit, each of like Vincent's limit breaks has its own set of moves, which I think it's like two each. Yeah, two or three each, and then uh, it's the same yeah. with. With Ketchy, there's uh, some of the limit breaks do a lot of different things that uh, we can dive into yeah. a little more. Yeah, there, there's still a lot of options there, even though there's only two to four. Yeah, exactly. Limit breaks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, should we just go down the list? Yeah, let's do can it. Do, do we want to just start with level ones, or do we want to just go character by character? I think go character by character. I think I character think. by character makes the most sense. Yeah, get a little less confusing, I think, for me anyway. Yeah, All right. ab- so. absolutely. First so, one, see loud, see <laughs> loud. Um, yeah, so cloud, right? We uh, start with uh, braver, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, cross slash, pretty dope. Yeah, and all these are again learned normally. Um, those are the two you just have from the get go. You don't have cross slash from the get go. Yeah, you use braver enough times, and then you get cross slash, and and cross slash. I yeah. think is gotcha. I think yeah. like cloud. That's kind of like a signature move of cloud, where um, he does like three slashes, and it. It makes like an X, like he's canceling someone, and then like a little, um, a li- <laughs> another like strike. Uh, you've probably seen it before. I think he uses it in Smash Brothers as well when you can play it in Smash that's, Brothers that's and like true. maybe Dissidia yeah. and stuff. It's kind of like an iconic move. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. Um, God damn it. <laughs> We're just laughing at Cloud canceling someone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like he's canceling someone. <laughs> Anytime, anytime I think of anyone getting canceled, I just think of the gif of uh, Miyamoto um, doing the like the cross, like the X hands, um, and just yeah, smiling real yeah. big. Like anytime someone gets canceled on Twitter or something, I just want to send that gif and be like, "You're canceled." That's amazing. So, uh, second level, we got Blade Beam, pretty dope. Hits one enemy. Uh, the move then splits out and hits the rest of the enemies for slightly less damage. Oh yeah. So hits everybody, but you kind of get to pick one. That it's going to do the most damage to, and that then really cool. yeah, Clem Hazard I love because it's just striking one enemy, but it does four and three eighths <laughs> times normal damage. Hell yeah, which is just a shitload of normal damage. What the hell does Clem Hazard mean? I don't know. I'm curious what the etymology of that word is. Probably a click mistranslation. It <laughs> click it. And, yeah, is it actually crim hazard in the... Yeah, crim. <laughs> it's a uh, terminary Crim. Uh, oh, it could be climb hazard is actually might be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, possibly. And I, I think with the like animation, that's the one where he kind of like stabs into them and then like jumps up, right? Correct. I believe, yeah, so. Mm. It's another really cool animation. But yeah, like for early game, if you're using that, like... Getting four times the damage—that's like huge. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean that they, consistently it, is just a it, load of damage. Yeah, and it does cap at nine 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 nine. But um, you know, early in the game, like when you're using that, you're like, holy shit. Right, right. Yeah, I guess toward the end of the game, when you're just doing nines all the damn time, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> join the club. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So after Clem Hazard, let's see. We're going up to our level threes. Hell yeah. So Meteor Rain. 
Meteor Ain. Meteor Ain. Meteor Ain Zine. Which is a it six meteors fall and hit targets for one and five eighths time normal damage. That one rules, especially if you're fighting one enemy. Yeah. You're just doing a, just a ton of damage. And it's nice because like a lot of the later limit breaks hit multiple times, which is kind of your way they of They just hit different. They just hit different. But that's your way of like breaking that. 9,999 ceiling is by doing multiple hits of just underneath that. Yeah. Right. So they're really nice. Um, it's like a carpet bombing attack, though, right? Yeah. 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 And I think uh, some of these numbers um, that we're saying might not be entirely accurate. Like the list that I'm looking off has like slightly different uh, numbers, like 1.625 oh, really? times damage. So don't quote us on I it. It's, it's some amount of that, damage. I think that's the decimal. Yeah, exactly. That's the decimal equivalent of what. Right. Yeah, like 5 eighths. Yeah. yeah. 5 divided by 8 is 6. Point six, probably. <laughs> if you've been um, listening to us this whole time, you know we're not very good with numbers, yeah, <laughs> and that they don't matter. That's why we're not doing this. In that's this why I love talking yeah, about Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII with y'all. I mean, wait. Uh, uh, finishing touch is the last one in level three. Puts a cherry yeah. on top. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a little whipped cream and a cherry on top, um, which blows away all enemies. Which basically is, is essentially casting death on them. Uh, yeah. Because it just gets rid of them or deals damage to anybody who's immune to death. Yeah, I kind of see it as like um, some of the enemies that we fought, like the Zolom or uh, Ruby weapon, where they like knock out one of your characters yeah. from the battle itself. Like it kind of right. works more like that than like an instant death. Um, right. Because there's not really a death animation most of the time. But if they are an mm -hmm. enemy that is immune to like the instant death status, so you're not just like using that on every boss. Yeah. Like we were saying, like it does just apparently like equal to like 3.125 times the damage that Cloud's <laughs> weapon normally would do. Right. I like the um I like the animation for it cuz like Cloud just swings his sword in a big circle so fast and so hard it creates a fucking tornado. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which just like picks the enemies up and throws them out. It's very link. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, of course, Omni Slash is his last one, yeah. uh, which is 15 hits uh, random across the amount of enemies that you see, yeah. uh, which is the most powerful move in the game, mm -hmm. uh, with maybe the exception of Night of the Round. No, this could be do more, because if it's doing nines the whole way, this is hitting two more times than Night of the Round, right? Yep, exactly. So, yeah, this has the most p damage potential in the game, I guess. Definitely yeah. a few um, abused materia in a way that you can... There's ways to yeah. you can hit Omni Slash. I think yeah, the, if you want the the highest damage you could possibly do involves I think I mentioned it like two episodes ago. Yeah. That involves using Omni Slash and a lot of mimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hell it's yeah. wild that you can <laughs> it's wild you can be allowed to do that. That's so good. <laughs> there should be a law. <laughs> there's another there's another thing worth mentioning where obviously you need um the item uh, which we've talked about a little bit at the battle square where you save up enough battle yeah. points. I think it's like 6,400 or like 32 or thousand. I mean, or like 32,000, yeah, 30, I think it's yeah, 32,000 32, and then W seven is. is 64. But, That's um, right. but it is also worth noting that we'll get to, uh, on the next episode that you also just get it automatically at the very last fight. Yeah, that's also true. And yeah. that's two episodes from now. Two episodes from now. You bastard. I am now canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you a cross slash. Cross slash, <laughs> damn. <laughs> canceled. You've been canceled. Um anyway, uh yeah, so all the last limit breaks you do have to have that item to get, right? And like you were saying, you get clouds through the battle square. Yeah. So that's exactly. kinda like that's really what we're kinda like 
I think the reason that we're kind of going over this stuff today is like, okay, go get these before you go to the Northern Crater. Because once you go into the Northern Crater, like, I mean, you can always come out, but that's the end of the game there. So, yeah. Yeah. And it is a little confusing to leave the Northern Crater as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just like, places you down there. At the you, you have to like three. run up a cliff that doesn't look like you can run up it. So it's kind of like you, you like backtrack a lot in an area with very difficult enemies and... If you yeah. can turn off enemy encounters, you know. You're well, very difficult enemies if you don't have any, like, of these awesome materials and yeah, weapons that exactly. we've been talking about. Or absolute jokes, if not. If you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all of Cloud stuff, so yeah. pretty dope. Omni Slash is a dope limit break. It is. Real cool. It's got a lot of flair to it. <laughs> mm. Like, each time he hits the enemy, like, the trail behind his sword changes color. It's very, like, light showy. Yeah, it's, it's kick-ass. I also like that for all of Cloud's, like, limit breaks, or, or at least for a lot of them, he kind of just, like, raises his sword into the sky like He-Man, and it, like, emanates light. Yeah. And it does that, like, more and more each time. And then the last one, he has, like, like part where he freezes in the air and just, like, the camera angles around him like it's the Matrix. Yeah. It comes really down on him. It's, it's badass. It's sick. Yeah. Good sorty boy. Mm. All right. What do y'all know about Barrett? Hell yeah. I know that he's y- y'all ever heard of Barrett? Real cool. <laughs> it's real cool. All right, let's let's roll through them. I'm gonna kinda like I'm just yeah, gonna rapid just fire until off. we get to the to the last one, okay? And okay. if anybody says if it, if there's one I hit that anybody really likes and wants to talk about the animation, we'll do that, okay? Hell yeah. And um Alright, let's do it. So, level one, big shot. Big uh, shot. Big shot. Uh three and a quarter damage to a normal enemy. Mind Blow fires a blue ball of energy at a single enemy and depletes their MP. So He's like Samus. Samus always depleting them MPs. <laughs> uh, grenade Bomb launches a grenade, deals three and three-eighths time normal damage, uh, but it can also hit multiple enemies for slightly less damage, so the damage disperses over the amount of enemies you're fighting. Hammer Time. Hammer Blow <laughs> uh, strikes a single enemy, causing death. So that's that's nice. <laughs> yep. Side effects. Causing death. Um, satellite beam, which I'll take a moment out to say, does look fucking awesome. That's it's one like of my favorites, a- and we I, we definitely talked about that one before. Yeah, we did. Just how we ridiculous just, it is, especially yeah. with like how like underground of an organization Avalanche is, and then you're like, wait, <laughs> you've had fucking satellites this whole time? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I think we should also say that uh, with Hammer Blow, if you if you use that on an enemy that is immune to the status, it, they'll just be the no effect. So it's not right. like it's not like um, the one finishing cloud touch. one finishing yeah. touch where it, it actually deals you know some damage. It's just like nope, you wasted it. Also, I'm reading the details for Satellite Beam. What it does is it gives an automatic critical hit on all enemies. Is the oh, way that's it's really calculated? Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Ungar Max. Critical support to critical hits. Is yeah. It, is it Ungar or Anger Max? I always saw Ungar Max, but I guess like another name for it is Anger Max. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Which again, which fires 18 shots at random enemies for half damage. You mean instead of Mad Max? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anger Max, Mad Max. I wonder. I wonder if there's anything there with that. Uh, which is, which to explain what that one does, it's the scene where the assassin tries to kill Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, and he runs and he's just like shooting the the machine gun throughout the retirement home. That's uh, exactly what Barrett's doing yep. <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, and then his last one is Catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Level four. Yeah, which if I recall correctly, we get for um, saving uh, 
North Corel from the train. Yeah, you right. get that when you um, when Barrett kind of has his redemption thing for saving the town. Yeah, yeah. Which he jumps into the air and just fires a giant beam that uh, hits ten times at random enemies. It looks like he could also just launch him backwards if he really wanted. To. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's his new way of traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's very that's Dragon all of, Ball Z. Yeah, that's all of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, so next is Tifa. Uh, Tifas are awesome because as you continue to get the limit breaks, you don't lose access to the ones previous. Right. Uh, yeah, so do you want to? We've explained it before, but I'll let you kind of walk us through that again if you want. Sure. Yeah. So, um, like we were saying, with the with the other levels, uh, when you select one, you don't get to use the other one. With Tifa, they kind of stack. So, um, like when you go to like level three, you still get to use all of the first ones in succession. Um, and the way that it works is it kind of gives you a slot machine where it's like there's like a I think it's hit what's the one yeah is the other thing yeah and then, yeah is for extra damage yeah yeah there's there's like a critical hit which is yeah there's a hit that just does a hit and there's miss and each level has more likelihood to miss and like it's harder to get a, a crit um but yeah. you can just basically do all seven of those attacks in succession um right and uh which always makes like watching the limit break when tiva does it really cool because you get yeah. like quite a show yeah, exactly. And um, it works like the other slots do in the game where if you use the one uh, button to like kind of close the window, it freezes the slot so you can kind of just go <laughs> yeah. frame by frame to ensure that you get whatever hit you're trying to get. Um, I don't yeah. think, I think while you're doing that, it doesn't freeze the like ATB, so you might still be getting attacked with it, but um, you, you uh, it, it's a good way to like ensure that you're hitting everything. Right, right, yeah. Um. So they're pretty cool. Um, I like. I really like the animations with all of these because they they're all really kind of like they like escalate in ridiculousness as as they go up. You know. Yep. Like the first one's beat rush, which just does a little bit more damage than normal. It's like one and a quarter times normal damage. So like, yeah, out of the gate, it kind of looks like her regular attack as well. It does. Yeah. And so like out of the gate, too, she's not doing that much extra damage with that first one. But I guess that's like the thing is she doesn't need to because all of this just stacks on itself. You know. Exactly. Um, the next one, somersault, which is just a, a somersault kick. It's, she like steps on the enemy, flips backwards, and kicks them up. Right, it's so good. Uh, water kick is like a sweep kick with like a bunch of like water splashing around while it's happening. Um, my favorite is Meteo Drive. That's <laughs> like my favorite one. Oh yeah. She picks the enemy up and puts them on her shoulder, and then jumps up in the air and flies back. Like like turns around and then suplexes them into the ground. Yes, it's, it's the most fucking brutal thing. I love it. Yeah, fucking um, kicks ass. And then one of my favorites is next. It's the dolphin blow. Yeah. Where she just kind of does like a kick-ass uppercut and then like a dolphin comes out and makes <laughs> yeah, a little dolphin noise. It's so good. Mr. Yeah. Dolphin. It is a little meh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I think we'll see yeah. this attack again in a different Final Fantasy. Indeed we will. Mm. Yeah. Um, then Meteor Strike, where she just picks an enemy up, jumps in the air, and throws it back down to the ground. Just like um, Charizard does. Just like just like Charizard. Oh, yeah. Seismic Toss. <laughs> right into that volcano to defeat the fire gym leader. Yeah, right. yeah, right. You did you watch that episode too on the the stream on Twitch? <laughs> oh, I did not. I mi I missed that whole stream, but oh yeah, the, yeah. Twitch streamed all of the of first season of Pokemon, Pokemon, and I saw that one. Um, Hell yeah! And then Tiva's final uh, limit break is Final Heaven. Hell um, yeah! Which is just like a giant blast punch thing, like an energy punch, um, and it it does two and five eighths uh normal damage so it's the strongest one as well um 
And then to get uh, Tifa's final limit break, uh, you have to go back to Nibelheim and do our favorite thing, which is jamming on the piano. Yeah. You play a little um, The Promise by When in Rome, and it just it just goes, what a banger, and just gives it right to you. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think... Except actually, it's kind of like that, though. So. It, it, it is. Like, uh, yeah. I think um, it also has like a prerequisite that you had to have done it in a certain way in the flashback first. Is that true? I think, I think so. Let me let me double check. But it's basically you have to play Tifa's theme. I think. Uh, I always considered it the Overworld theme. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's what it is. It is the Overworld theme, where it's yeah. like, oh, this sounds familiar. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So yeah, once you play the um, the Overworld theme into the piano, um, something will pop out of it, and it's like sheet music, and. Uh, Tifa will say, huh, wait a minute, there's something inside the music sheet. Or actually, I guess maybe anybody can say that. Because it doesn't actually say her name atop of it. But I just assume, because it's written to her. There's like a there's a letter inside that's written to her. And uh, the letter is from her teacher, Zangan. And it uh, this, is, this is how it reads. Uh, Tifa, what's happened to our town? Was it all an illusion or just a dream? No, it was neither. Wait, hold on, an, an illusion or a dream? I feel like those are both saying the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of like, the same was it thing. all was it all fake or was it all made up? <laughs> Illusion is uh is like a dream they commit to someone else. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair what, enough. Yeah. <laughs> what is a what is a dream but an illusion of the night? <laughs> um <clears throat> I remember trying to get people out of the flames but not having the strength. Burning with anger, I went to the reactor to kill Sephiroth, but he was nowhere to be found. Instead, I found you collapsed inside. I felt saving you was far more important than going after Sephiroth. There were several others that were still alive inside, but I was only able to save you. As I was coming out of the reactor, Shinra troops were just arriving. I recall a scientist named Hojo was in charge. He ordered the troops to gather up everyone still alive for the experiment. I didn't know what type of experiment he was talking about, but I wasn't about about to let them have my dearest student. Putting you on my back, I headed down the mountain to the village. I cast cure on you several times. (laughs) <laughs> I started to head for Midgard to look for a doctor for you. I didn't like that city, and my cure spells weren't helping. I decided to go to Midgard to find a doctor I could trust. I'm I'm worried about you, but I can't settle down in one place for very long. Have you recovered fully? Are you well? How many years have passed since then? I just got into town again, but I can't believe it. The whole town's back to normal, except for these strange people with black clothes all around. The town reeks of Shinra, but I won't go after them. You may think I'm running from them, but it's just that I don't want to do anything with the Shinra anymore. It feels like time's running out. I'm sure you'll find this letter, this gift for you. It should come in handy. I can't even jump anymore. But I hope you continue to sharpen your skills and remember what I taught you. To my most precious student from Zangan. And then you receive Final Heaven. Whoa. Fuck yeah. Which is pretty cool. So like, Hell yeah. Zangan went in. Because like... The question has been asked before how Tifa survived, right? Yeah. And, like, we know from the flashback now that Cloud has been, like, impaled. <laughs> like, after he defeated Sephiroth, he, like, threw him into the, the live stream or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, Cloud is impaled. Zack's all fucked up because he got cut across the chest, I guess. And then so did Tifa. And so, like, they're all just laying there dying. And so I guess right. Zangan runs in, recognizes one of them because it's his student, and is like, well, fuck these other two, I guess. I can only <laughs> carry one. And then saves Tifa and runs. And then we know that's how Hojo got a hold of Zack and Cloud to inject them with Mako cells and all that stuff and begin this whole sordid affair. 
We could have had a, a third one. Tifa could have been. Yeah, could, could have been, been another Genova. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! Could you imagine? Wild, wild time. Could be the strongest yeah. one. Um, yeah, but to um, to acquire the what I, I don't know. It's it's not called this in game, but I think this might be what like the fan community has been calling it is the manual, um, which is like the item that teaches you how to get the uh, yeah the the limit break. Um, you have to play the correct tune in her house in Nibelheim on disc two after Cloud returns while Tifa is in the party. So if you don't do that and you get to this part, like, wait, I hold think on. It's a- if it's after, because I don't know that hmm. I did it. I don't think I did it at that point. I certainly did. Uh, okay, actually, so, I know. Yeah, I so hmm. so maybe it's just after that point in disc two onwards. Yeah, sure. As soon as we, I think it was implying that. I'm trying to remember when this happens because. The letter obviously is referring to when Nibelheim's been rebuilt. Yeah, the so many yeah. years ago or whatever. Yeah. I might I might also be conflating it with like a different missable item that um you also get through the piano, but I could be completely wrong. The elemental. For some reason I I think I read somewhere that you have to do this uh in like the flashback in a certain order. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember but, I don't recall doing that in the flashback this time. Hmm. Well, we'll have that answer for you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Next on my list, Aerith Gainsborough. Hell yeah. So, should point out that you have to get all these, obviously, before a certain part of the game, or she won't be able to learn them. Which part is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> reverse spoiler warning. Yeah. Um, and what's kind of interesting is like they kind of fit with her whole thing of being a white mage, because they don't really deal damage. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're not really yeah. offensive. Like, honestly, I kind of felt like... Some of them can be kind of described that way. I felt like the first one was, like, almost the most useful for quite a while because it just restores half of maximum HP for everybody in the party, which is always nice. Like, there's, like... that one's called Healing... Yeah, Healing Wind. (laughs) Healing Wind. (laughs) Healing Wind. (laughs) Not Healing Wind. Yeah, but... (laughs) Um, Seal Evil is next. It casts Stop and Silence on multiple targets. Um... Mm -hmm. Level 2 has Breath of the Earth, which cures all status effects on your party. Nice. Um, yeah, which can be helpful if you don't have a ribbon, which, I yep. mean, at that point in the game, you wouldn't really have that many, so. Yeah. Uh, Fury Brand f- fills your other two parties' limit break bars. Pretty that wild. That is my favorite. That's pretty wild. That is um, really kick-ass. That's, that's a good way to uh, kind of farm limit breaks as well. Yes. Uh, the, I think this next one is pretty badass. Planet Protector gives all party members temporary invincibility, so you just can't take damage for a while. Um, Pulse of Life fully restores HP and MP and cures all negative status effects for your party. So it's like using like a mega elixir. Yeah, Um, exactly. And then Great Gospel, which is just multiple things at the same time, completely restores HP and MP of the party and makes everyone temporarily invincible to all physical and magical damage. Yowza. So that's quite a limit break there which yeah yeah could could be game breaking if she was uh still around <laughs> exactly yeah the the animation's also really cool because she kind of um i think she like throws her staff and it kind of like lands in the in the ground and then she like raises her hands and then like three angels just like ascend or uh, yeah. descend from like <laughs> heaven and like cast it on your your party yeah <laughs> every, every time um yeah, and so to get uh, to get her last limit break, you have to do these side quests. I've been calling it the three eleven side quest because of when <laughs> you did it, Carl. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the the guy in the mines who tells you how many battles you've been in, and he gives you the mithril, 
And then later you take it to the guy who lives in between Gungaga and the gold saucer, and he'll give you an option of the small box or the big box, and it's in the small box. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. There, you, there yeah. you have it. There's those ones. <laughs> so, how about yeah. Yeah. All right. Red 13. Red 13. Love him. Favorite boy. Nanaki. The king. Nanaki. Uh, Sled Fang. Three times normal damage to an enemy. Lunatic High. Adds haste to the party and raises Red's defense by 50% for every party member still alive. Hmm. Which is really kick ass. Yeah. Uh, Blood Fang. Dashes at an enemy. Does damage and absorbs HP and MP. Uh, Stardust Ray. Hits uh, 10 times randomly. Uh, Howling Moon uh, adds haste and berserk to red, which boosts his attack by 60%. Um, Earth Rave uh, attacks enemies five times. And then his last one is Cosmo Memory. Hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, which, uh, which I do like. Like, the thing about some of these limit breaks, like Cosmo Memory, is that, like, the damage it deals is so incredibly high because it does seven times, or over seven times, normal damage to all enemies. But they're all single-hitting attacks, so it kind of, like, makes some characters better than others, I feel like, in the end game. Yeah. Because, like, Cloud can hit multiple times. Barret can hit multiple times. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, Red will do full nines of damage, but only once. And so it's like, okay, well, it's a lot less damage, technically, than everybody else. So yeah. even though, like, the damage modifier is enormous yeah but um the the cosmo memory also has a really really kick-ass animation that uh i think it's like it, it almost looks like like an entire galaxy is like being fired out i'm pretty sure it's like right, real right. weird but it's really cool and and the way that you get that one um to teach to red you get that in the shinra mansion when you get vincent as a playable character you actually find it in the safe where yeah. we like found the key and all way that. early oh so yeah. you you find it uh the first time you open the, yep. the safe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. You you open the safe and then fight that boss and then I think you uh, I think you have to interact with the safe again to get the item. Gotcha. I, th- I think the I, it was the I, was it the item that actually pops out of it. I remember getting it and not getting the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. the key like falls out and then you see it. Like I, I remember we were like, oh yeah, we see it in our screenshot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just walked away and I was like, wait a minute, I should be able to open this door now. All right. Anyway. Um, Oh wait, okay. Who's Who do you? we obtain next? I guess we do get Yuffie next. Do whoever you want. I'll let someone else take the next one. Let's do yeah. Yuffie. Yeah, let's do Yuffie. Hmm. Is that you, Carl? Or am I doing? Yeah. So um so with Yuffie, her first one is Greased Lightning, which Yo, uh, Greased Lightning. It's, <laughs> it's very rockabilly. Um, but it uh deals damage to just a single enemy and it does like three point one two five normal damage or some amount like that. Yeah, I uh, like the animation it. for it. It's like she like she like slashes them so quickly that like she's already jumped back to like position before the actual slash animation appears on the enemy. Yeah, it's like a delayed hit. It's very cool. It's yeah. very like uh, old samurai movie yeah. where they like you know their silhouettes run past each other and they both draw their swords and yeah, then, like there's a a lull and then one of them just like is cut in half. Yeah, that's kind of the the what I get from it too. Yeah, nice. Hell yeah. Uh, after that in level one, it is clear tranquil. Um, which heals each party member for half of their total HP. So that's kind of very similar to the the Aerith one, um, but you have it the whole game. Um, Then level two, uh, which you get uh, by defeating 64 enemies, which is the Nintendo number. Uh, (laughs) That's Landscaper, 
which is a really kick-ass one that I like a lot that yeah. we also kind of see again in a different uh, Final Fantasy game mm. where uh, it deals damage to all enemies on the battlefield and it's like three times the normal damage of the weapon that she's yeah. using, which is uh, kick-ass. It doesn't hit high-flying enemies because what Yuffie does is she runs and with her like arm that has that weird uh, gauntlet, whatever it is on there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she slams that into the ground and it creates like an earthquake effect sort of thing and it hits them from underneath. Yeah. Yes, I guess that means that it's implying that that's kind of like a weighted gauntlet just for like blunt force oh, attacks. Yeah, it yeah. doubles as a shield, but it's like weighted, so it could be yeah. like a hammer almost. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. It's badass. <laughs> and then the best named limit break in the game. Easily. The Bloodfest. Bloodfest. <laughs> and that, uh, that will... Um, deal damage randomly to like any enemy on the on the battlefield uh and it'll attack like a total of 10 times and uh, i always hit... call it like yuffie's omni slash yeah it, basically and, and and a lot of the uh characters kind of have that similar sort of thing where they attack multiple times not as good as omni slash but you know yeah. the same sort of thing and the other thing about that is that uh there's no way to like direct the attacks at all so you could potentially just like only hit one target even though you're fighting like if you're fighting something that has like a lot more hp you could only hit the smaller hp one the entire time (laughs) oh it is kind of like uh yeah cloud's meteor thing yeah exactly exactly um so then there is gauntlet at uh level three which deals damage to all the enemies on the battlefield and does like 1.75 damage and uh let's see it also ignores defense which is pretty cool um so like yeah results in a critical hit increasing the overall damage done and then the other best the second best named limit break in the game this one is very relatable in the name it is doom of the living (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh that that'll deal uh random damage to any enemy on the uh battlefield and it says, uh, I'm, I'm just reading off the uh, the jagged.com right here, but it says, okay. Yuffie will jump around and attack the enemies with her weapon and hit for a total of 15 attacks. So similar to Omni, uh, 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 Omni Slash there. All of yeah, the attacks, yeah. including the final one, will hit for 0.625 the damage that Yuffie's weapon does when using the attack command. So it's yeah. the same amount of attacks as Omni Slash, but way less powerful. Yeah. And then her level four is all creation. And uh, it's the same thing. You need an item to learn that one. We get that from completing the uh, the pagoda, which we talked yeah. about, where she fights her dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one will deal damage to all enemies on the battlefield and do eight times the normal damage of uh, Yuffie's weapon. Oh, hell yeah. So apparently right. it's actually a more powerful limit break um, and is recommended that you use Doom of the Living instead of All Creation. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Or, yeah, Doom of the Living, I should say. Doom of the Living is actually a more powerful limit break, so it's yeah not as good as the earlier one. But I will say All Creation is still pretty uh, badass looking, at very least. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you want to explain like that one a little bit? Yeah, I, it's kind of almost hard to explain. She, like, fucking blows up a little sun or something behind her. <laughs> makes just a giant, thick, thick-ass beam. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it just hits everybody. <laughs> we like those beams thick. Um. So, Ket, Kate, <laughs> Kate, Ket, she, Ket, she is next. Uh, oh. Like we said, only two um, different limit breaks, and I think we've explained these a little bit as well. Yeah, the, yeah. Weapon, the weapon killers, the weapon killers. Yeah, uh, dice does a certain amount of damage depending on what the number on the dice that you throw are. Yeah, can be exactly. upgraded from two to four dice as you go. Um. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. 
six dice. You can go from two to six dice. Uh-huh. Um, and then slots, which gives you random effects. Not random, I guess, but effects based on whatever the three uh, s- slot uh, faces that come up are. Yeah. Uh, including one that just instantly kills an enemy that you could use to kill ruby or emerald weapon with, apparently. <laughs> yeah, what is that one called? Do you remember what that one is called? Um, the, oh, that's the, the instant kill one, right? Right. Let's okay, because I'm thinking of the other one where there's a certain combination that you can get that just game overs your game, just kills your yep. entire party. <laughs> yep. And I Curse forget what that one's called. It's called Joker or something. Yeah. The Joker's trick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can pull that up really quick. Okay. Um, because uh, there, there's a lot of really cool things in the slots ability, actually. Like, there's a lot of goofy ones that you can uh, you can get. Like, there's one where, like, just random... Uh, enemies will like kind of fall from the sky and deal damage when you use slots uh like one of them is like the big fat chocobo <laughs> i love that guy love that yeah. guy yeah i can't remember the name offhand but um it's something it's it's something called like joker's wild or some shit <laughs> and it just kills your entire party <laughs> I, I know which i've definitely been on the wrong side of before in the past what's that on dice yeah. or slots it's slots oh here we go i got a list yeah death joker <laughs> death joker Death Joker, it's face, face, bar. We'll give it to you. Joaquin Phoenix is the Death Joker. Jared Leto is the sex Joker. <laughs> oh, boy. The the instant kill is called Game Over. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Very fitting name. Yeah. So, fucking, I don't use Kate Sith for that reason. Um. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what. There's one more character to talk about. Two. 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 Sid and Vincent. Sid. Let's talk about Sid. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex, you want to tell us about Sid's? <laughs> I love Sid. I love Sid too. I don't love his misogyny, but I love him. <laughs> he's like one um, one wrong comment away from getting canceled. He's, he's <laughs> one he's one comment away from getting cross. <laughs> but uh, Sid's uh, level one. We have um, boots jump. <laughs> boots jump. I also like to say that like I think that Sid is more than loosely based on the dragoon class from other games i think that makes perfect sense especially with his item like the dragoon lance or whatever dragoon lance he uses spears all of his attacks involve jumping in some way or not all of them but most of them like i think that he's supposed to be like a dragoon kind of throwback sorry go ahead yeah but yeah uh so we have boost jump which just deals damage to every- let's see just deals damage to one guy does three and a quarter damage normal um then we have dynamite which uh, is really cool. He likes a dynamite stick with his <laughs> with cigarette. His cigarette. God damn it, he's so cool. <laughs> that does so two, and a, uh, two and a quarter da- normal damage. That does um, all enemies on the battlefield, which is nice. Uh, level two, we have Hyper Jump. Uh, I'm just reading this as I go along. Uh, this does damage to everyone on the field. It does three and a quarter damage. Oh, I didn't know this. Has a 20% chance to inflict instant death. Ooh. On all enemies, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, maybe this can be a weapon. I mean, all enemies yeah. that don't, uh, that aren't immune oh, to instant yeah. death, but still. Okay. Uh, then we have dragon, straight up a dragon. <laughs> yeah, he just summons a fucking dragon. <laughs> Does one a quarter normal damage. A Chinese myth dragon. <laughs> yes. Um, it also heals Sid's HP and MP twenty five percent. That's pretty cool. Nice. Oh, of twenty five percent of the damage done to the target. Okay. So oh, it's kind of like even better. Like an absorb type yeah. of thing. That's really cool. Fuck yeah. Um, and then Dragon Dive. My favorite system of a down song. <laughs> uh, this is another one that does like the random enemy attack thing. Uh, six attacks, um, each doing for about one and 
Almost. His is one and seven sixteenths. <laughs> I was about to say close to one and a half. Yeah. X damage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is six times. Also has a chance to inflict instant death. That's Interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of similar to like Yuffie's thing. We're just kind of attacking everyone on the field. Yeah. But yeah, only six mm-hmm. times. Um, then after that, we have Big Brawl. So fucking choice. <laughs> My favorite God, fighter song. God, what a fucking good character Sid is. I love Sid. <laughs> this, he seriously is. This is another attack that randomly attacks uh, just enemies on the field doing eight attacks uh, for one and uh, eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, damage each and it's just a big big dust cloud kicks up during it so it's supposed to be like a cartoony brawl big kerfuffle yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then finally we have the high wind his namesake yep Hell which yeah. uh deals again random damage to everyone on the field uh we'll call the high wind to attack the enemies with missiles <laughs> eight yeah which is awesome time. 18 Holy times shit. so it's an airstrike um, it's like why doesn't they why don't they just use that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> you got to reload the missiles. You can't do it all the time. Yeah, I guess he's got to have his crew yeah. his what does he call them flunkies? Yeah, yeah, flunkies. <laughs> Get out of here flunkies. the flunkies. <laughs> we um well, I remember I remember I remember where to get the high wind because I forgot yeah. it the first time because Carl was like, how about yeah. that high wind? And I was like, the what now? And he was like, yeah, it was in the area we were just talking about. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, and Curtis is like, I need to reload my save and go back and get <laughs> yeah, that. I know. Uh, it is in the, the sunken Gelnica. Yep. It's down there in the... Uh... So it's in one of the like back rooms there. I think it's after you defeat the Turks and you yeah. go to like, that back yep. room area. Yep. That's correct. Cool. And um, we have one more character. But- yeah, so here's what I think we should do. I think we should run down the list of the ultimate weapons as well and then hit this character's weapon and limit break at the same time because okay. we get them in the yeah, exact same sounds place. Sounds good to me. And this will transition to, yeah, our next section. All right, cool. Um, Final weapons? Yeah. Final weapons. This this list should be significantly faster than the one we just did, yeah. I think. Um, Cloud, ultimate weapon. You get it from beating the ultimate weapon. Um, yes. And all the... Uh, We've, we've kind of talked about this before, but all of the characters' ultimate weapons do damage based on some formula, right? Right. Yeah. Some nerd so, shit. Some real nerd shit. Uh, Clouds is based on his current HP. So his, as in, like, the percentage of HP he has out of his max HP. So yeah. the more powerful he is, the more damage he deals. Um, and it's significant, too. Like, there's already a significant boost to his uh, damage. So you can go you know, a, a good way down before you actually even see like a significant uh, decrease in the amount of damage you're outputting. But once you have very low HP, like you're in critical, it's almost not worth attacking at that point. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's like the opposite of Tifa's like power soul item. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, oh, and I think mis- we should also say that um, the ultimate weapons, like everyone's ultimate weapon has full materia, like um, oh, slots. slots. Yeah, but no materia growth, which at this point we don't really need anymore because of how Fair. how much we've leveled up our materia. Yeah, um, once, yeah, once you've beaten Emerald Weapon, like you're you're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, what I think is maybe the most powerful weapon in the game? No, certainly the most powerful weapon in the game. Actually, the missing score for Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about this on uh, our Midgar, our original Midgar episode. That if you don't have Barrett in the party when you're climbing the sister ray in Midgar, it just doesn't appear. You just yep. don't even see it. So you have to have him in the party to get it. Um, but its way that it deals damage is according to how much AP has been pumped into the materia that's equipped on it. Uh, yeah. 
which is very interesting. So you can put mastered AP materia or mastered materia on it with just tons of AP to get just unruly amounts of damage output, right? But obviously the it's capped at 9999, right? So you can't do more than 9999 damage. So we Although I am seeing something here that yes. I'm going to have to research more, but it, oh. it, I'm seeing that it says uh missing score is subject to the overflow glitch. Let's talk about can... the overflow glitch. Oh baby. I'm ready with it. Take it away. All right. So, uh, I know, Alex, you were mentioning this on uh, the weapons episode that you're like, there's one more way to take them out. And I was like, I know, but I want to talk about it next time. <laughs> um, so, because of that potential for Barrett's missing score to get just unreasonably powerful because of just adding AP to it, and because of the way that Materia duplicates itself once you master it, you could continually master Knight of the Round Materia over and over and over, and it is the material that needs the most AP to master at over 500,000. Yeah. So, at a certain point, so many Knights of the Round materials or whatever other materials you have into it, your amount of damage that you theoretically would be able to put out, like 9999 cap notwithstanding, the theoretic amount of damage you'd be putting out, or the amount of attack power you have, would be so high that the, the game sees that as actually being a negative number. It's like, okay, you're further away from zero than half of the entire numbers that this game can count, which must me which means you're closer to the cap of the numbers than zero. Right. So, okay, that must be a negative number then. And so what it does is it no longer applies the 9999 damage cap to you because of that, because it doesn't see it as a positive integer. So when you attack with it at that much damage, the numbers of damage that pop up are just random symbols, and it just does a higher number of damage than any enemy in the game could possibly have, killing everything in one hit forever, like yeah, no matter what it is. It's pretty awesome. The, the symbol that actually comes up is... Uh is like the cool S that everyone knows how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a series of cool S's yeah. just pop up. It just says cool S 69420. Hell yeah. The <laughs> anarchy just... symbol is in there too. It's real kick ass. Yeah. It spells out yeah, ass. Right. 20, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty badass. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see who's next. Uh, Premium Heart. Premium Heart. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, a few episodes ago, we were. Sp this was. I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing the. Or return the Midgar episode. Like, okay, cool. So, I went in through the bottom, obviously, which involves, uh, you know, going back through the uh, Sector 7 gates. Yes. Yes. Um, which involves going back to Rocket Town to get a key to. Oh, not Rocket Town. You got to go back to. Bone Village. So yeah, you gotta go back to Bone Village <laughs> to get the key. Carl, did you say that at the same time I did? I think I did, yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'll make sorry. sure it syncs up. But, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> That's like the clap at the beginning of podcasts <laughs> to make sure everybody's on time with each other. Which we for just, the listener, All right, one, two, today. three. Bone Village. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But yeah, um... <laughs> so yeah, the episode we were supposed to go back to Midgar, which, um... For this story episode, I went in and in through like, oh, obviously I'm supposed to go in through the back door where we found that you know, where we where we climbed down from the highway. Yeah, which is the, the sector seven gate. I think it's five, five or four. It could be four. It's by the church. Yes, it's okay. like right outside of the church. But anyway, you go there. There's a guy who says like, oh, I lost my key. It must have been when I was going on that like that 
excavation like tourist thing. Yeah. And so you go back to Bone Village, uh, you dig up the key, you come back, and then you're basically going back through the slums. Uh, yeah. Which is where we find Carl's favorite character in the church. Oh, oh yeah, Aerith's Carl. Do you believe in ghosts? The very, very spooky, spooky character, Aerith's ghost. Tell us about Aerith's ghost, real quick. I'll let Alex take that away because I think he's a little more familiar about it than I am. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm only a little bit, but um, so since this is our first time back at the church, basically since we were first in Midgar, um, if you if the first time you walk in, uh, there's only for like a split second you see I think like a young Aerith just at the tending to the the um the flower garden inside the church yeah and then she kind of phases out one of the, and there's still two other kids there though yeah right right who I think they um if you talk to them they kind of ask about where the flower girl is now because they yeah she's no longer comes around but it's really creepy because you just see yeah just flash. for a split second I think if you come back in there is like a frame or two where she is there yeah. But uh, it's really hard to catch. Yeah. yeah. Right. So very, very, not creepy necessarily, but interesting. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah. Creppy. Creppy. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that's like, it's not a glitch. It's not any kind of thing. It's kind of like intended in in the, uh, like, like the developers have said that it is intended. Uh, and, and the reason that I found out about this when we were doing the one... Um, the one episode where we were like returning to Midgar when I was doing all of that a few weeks ago. Um, I was just looking up like, okay, missable items. Let me make sure I just get everything before going like into the North crater. And I saw Aerith's ghost and I was like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Right. Like I had no idea that this was a thing. Real wild, real wild, real eerie. Yeah. So there is something, there is some, some flag that if you do something, it, it won't happen in your game. I forget the specifics of hmm. it, but um, there is some way that you can miss Eris Ghost. Interesting. Let me find it real quick. Okay, so he, uh, I'm looking at the triggering. Um, witnessing Aerith tends, tending to the flowers is a one-time event. The point in the story where the Aerith events activates in the church is after defeating Genova Life, but the player cannot yet return to Midgar at this point. The first time they can in a normal playthrough is after Cloud has been saved from Medeal. In the, within the game's debug room. Let me see. Hang on. If the after Aerith death option is selected in the debug room, the game will teleport the player to the church where Aerith will be tending to the flowers. So yeah, like it's in the debug menu for some reason. So it's like an intended thing. Um, but I think here's where it, you can miss it. The event can never occur if the player talks to the innkeeper during the calm flashback and selects the option, let me know the situation of the town. So I think I did that when we were going through the research for the show, yeah. so I didn't get to see it. I but, believe I um, did too. Yeah. So it's just a thing that I, I, I don't think that was an intended thing for that to like make that not happen. They weren't like, oh, if you use this, I think it's just some weird programming error. Oh, it only happens. Yeah. So you can still see, let me know the situation town first. But if you talk to him a second time and select that, it. Yeah, it, it yeah, exactly. You, the possibility of seeing it. And yeah, that's, that's a weird. It's, so it's more of a bug if you don't see it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's intended kind of. It's like a little Easter egg thing. Yeah. Yes. Um eerie. But the whole yeah, so I was saying the whole reason we're going through Midgar is because yeah. to get Tifa's final weapon, um, we go to Wall Market. I think you have to Oh, have I would like to say one thing. I know again another thing we're saying. On the way to Wall Market, the most important thing in the entire game happens. We get to see Hell House again if we want. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, wait. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the enemies oh that gosh, I saw in is... like 
in catch she's like if you look up there there's a video somewhere of just every limit break um that yeah. will you know be a better visual representation than any <laughs> of the bullshit we're trying to explain but when catch she is using slots one of the attacks is it'll just like drop stuff on you one of them is like the big fat chocobo which is really good and one of them is the hell house but like <laughs> before it goes to hell it's just like the house before yeah. you attack it and turns all like skeleton that's amazing. Shit. It's so good. You can also find the whole eater here as well, though. Exactly. <laughs> Our old friends, the whole eaters. Uh, it's been so long. And the only other one thing I wanted to say about being back here before we talk about uh, Tiva's weapon is there's just an NPC that says, I wish I could live with a real cat. <laughs> Which, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. I, am, I currently have my real cat on my lap right now. And she's being Aww. very sweet and kissing me. It's very cute. Well, that NPC would be very jealous. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to that NPC. Yeah, sorry, cats, Alex. Cats aren't real. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but I'm different. <laughs> okay, my, there's there's enough in Wu Tai. Should be able to uh, take another one. another important thing. Um, you can't really see it here, but there's a point where um, Sid has some dialogue. I think it's right before going to the North Crater, and he has kind of a whole like string of dialogue. But he talks about how um, like a rocket at one point fell into oh, yeah. Midgar. And, like, he was surprised that it didn't, like, destroy the whole place. Oh, yeah. And you can actually see that in, like, the back room of the church very early in the game when you're pushing the barrels to, like, protect Yeah, that was was a mind blow. I think you sent that in the chat. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, someone recently, I think, on Reddit, like, pointed that out where they, like, showed the dialogue of Sid talking about that. And you're like, oh, that's a weird throwaway line. And then, like, actually looking at the whole model of the church. Because I think we probably even talked about it. We're just like, yeah, there's some weird structure in the middle of the church of, like, debris or something. But it's, like... It just looks, more it like like a water tank or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just more like flavor text. It's, it's crazy. A fucking failed rocket that Sid sent out years ago. Yeah, this is big um, uh, devil's backbone energy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, Shira uh, took care of that oxygen tank as well, so it didn't destroy <laughs> destroy that section of Midgar <laughs> directly next to the other section of Midgar that <laughs> got destroyed. It's very black metal of Sid to break a church like that. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Alex. Tell us yeah. about that premium heart. Yeah, so we are, we're on our way to get Tifa's final weapon. I actually found it by accident because, again, I was not didn't mean to come this way. I was like, "There's no way up to just uh, <laughs> right from here, guys." But um, so there's this room. The I, there's an item room, which, if we remember, in our first time at Wall Market, it has a machine gun mounted to the top of the room, <laughs> right? And it's like Cloud just like nonchalantly like dodges yeah. it, and like, huh? It's not it doesn't work. It's broken. <laughs> but I think if you have Sid in your party. I think, do you need Sid and Tifa in your party for this to work? I had Sid and Tifa in my party is the thing, so I don't know. But uh, I think Tifa tries it out, and uh, then Sid's like, back off, let me fix it. And then he's, uh, yeah, he does his, he works his little magic of just like, you know, kind of fiddling some things and gives it a nice kick. And then it should be working from now. It and doesn't it, say that you need Sid to do it. Maybe but if you have him, yeah, he'll... Maybe if it just pops in. But um, <laughs> just like other uh, plot-specific points maybe i'll just like walk in but um yeah either way um premier heart will just pop out of that machine yep which is the worst of the ultimate weapons uh because it does damage based on tifa's current limit break gauge which constantly fluctuates like it's like throughout fights it's going up and down and up and down as you use limit breaks which means for half of the time it's going to be less than 50 percent and tifa's not going to be doing very much damage at all so that's kind of a weak one. Yeah, the way that that limit bar works, I learned a little bit more of during Dave Stereo's uh, like stream. 
um, because he got to a certain point where his HP was so high and his defense was so high that he couldn't take the necessary amount of damage to even build up any limit, yeah. limit break bar. So it's like you need to have like... Right, because it is based on your HP. Exactly, and the, and the higher up your limit um, limit level is, like the more and more it takes of damage to like build it up, even with like the fury status or whatever. So like... Yeah, it's not really, especially compared to Tifa's other weapons that like will just instantly cap your attack like easily. Like, not a great ultimate weapon. Right. Uh, so Aerith, I guess, yeah. is next. Uh, Princess Guard. Yeah. Princess Guard, which you can get, which we, you know, we got as we were uh, doing the show. But in uh, the clock room in the Temple of the Ancients. Uh, you find it there, which is the last place that you get to use her anyway. So you get it, and then you can use it on Demon Wall, and that's, that's exactly. what you get. <laughs> like there you go. <laughs> um, which I mean, like to be honest, it's it's almost a shame because it's kind of neat. Its damage is multiplied by two every time somebody is KO'd. Whoa. Which I mean, Demon Wall is a motherfucker. So <laughs> I guess you could get some use out of it. But I was just healing the whole time because he kept hurting everybody. Yeah. The name is. I like the uh, what uh, Jegged.com says about it. They're throwing some instant shade at this weapon too. They say the attack power of this weapon is increased if other characters are KO'd, which makes it useless. But considering you never get to equip it, it's already a useless item. The fo- <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Come uh, on the podcast princess, yeah. Guard, defend yourself. <laughs> Uh, Limited Moon by Red 13. Uh, so this one has a little bit of a story yep. with it. So I'm going to go to my screenshots. Say, uh, Red's actual weapons, like, are really funny because they sometimes are just, like, hair clips <laughs> yeah. or pins. Yeah. Which I guess, like, when, when Red attacks, he does, like, a little jump and somersault in front of the enemy. So I guess he's hitting them with his body and maybe the hair clips in his mane, like, yeah. do extra oh, damage. Yeah. I guess is like how I am making that make sense in my head. Can't just give him a gun. <laughs> just give, <laughs> give Red a gun, Square. All right. So, um, only thing that can stop a bad man is a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on disc three, once you uh, leave the North Crater and you go back to the world map, you can do this at any time at that point. Uh, but once you go back into Cosmo Canyon with Red. Um, the guy at the gate, the, the guy who's like always standing there at the uh, the entrance to to Cosmo Canyon says, "Nanaki, it's really bad. Ever since Bugenhagen returned from that last trip, he doesn't seem well. Hurry and see him." And uh, he runs off ahead of you, and uh, goes to see his grandfather. And when you get there, Bugenhagen's like laying on a couch, like he's like laying down. Yeah, he's just vibing. Is he still on his uh, floaty? He's not on his floaty anymore. This is oh. the fr- yeah, he's laying down yeah. on the couch. And uh, Red's like, oh, Grandfather. And Bugenhagen says, Nanaki, you're still here? And Red's like, I can't leave you like this. It's the duty of Seto's son to guard this canyon and her mm-hmm. people. And uh, Bugenhagen says, listen, I think you already know. If you have any mission in life, it is not to defend this valley. Look at the withering mountain grass. Listen to the warble of newborn chocobos. Aw. Uh, <laughs> Look always to the eternal flow of time, which is far greater than the span of a human life. It will teach you more than staying in the valley. What you see will eventually become part of the live stream. For your, my, for my children and your children. Please, Nanaki, go with Cloud. Use your eyes and your ears. And then Nanaki is just like dot, dot, dot. And Bugenhagen says, 
Ho ho ho! Now now, don't look like that. I'm alright. It's a big world. You must go out and see it. You may even find your life's mate. You never know. Uh, and take this along. I think it will look good on you now. And he gives you the item. And then, like, as soon as he gives you the item, though, he just goes limp. Like, his arm just falls down to his side. And I think it's supposed to be that he died right there. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what is happening here. Yeah. He said he'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's going back to the live stream. He's going like, to kick some Sephiroth ass in the live stream. Um, Ripped to Bugenhagen, but I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the the screen cuts out to the Cosmo Candle, the big bonfire, and uh, Cloud and whoever your other party member is are standing there just kind of waiting for Red to do his thing. Um, and uh, Red finally runs up, and Cloud like has an idea of like what's going on. He like kind of knows that Bugenhagen's dying and everything, and this is it. And so I think they're kind of giving Red his time to talk to him. And he says, Red, is Bugenhagen dot dot dot? And Red just says dot dot dot. Grandpa told me he's going away again. <laughs> And Cloud says away, and he's like, oh, he, he liked that airship. He told me he just couldn't stay still and just zipped right out of here. He even gave me a gift. And then it says, receive the limited moon. And uh, he says, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to give gifts after you come back? <laughs> Grandpa sure is strange. Ha ha, dot dot, ha ha, dot dot dot, ha. And the Cloud says, maybe we'll run into him again somewhere. And Red just says, yeah, maybe. Thanks, Cloud. And that's the end of that scene. Yeah. It's like... And it's, it's nice. after, it's a good after he like says the ha, like oh, grandpa sure is strange, ha 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 ha. After he does that, he kind of like shakes his head a little bit. Yeah, um, right. So I think he's, I, I I'm not sure how we're supposed to like read into this as if he's still kind of like you know the naive like young like almost like childish um, creature who's just like oh yeah, grandpa said he's going away. I don't quite understand and stuff. Like I think it's either just dawning on him here or he knows the whole time and is like trying to put on a strong face. But like yeah, I kind of I think he realizes what's going on yeah i think he's trying to put on a strong face for everybody and be like hey don't worry about that's me. that's how i took it yeah yeah grandpa's just going to a ranch yeah. upstate <laughs> he's going to a home yeah. upstate um limited, yeah. that's limited moon I, I also like there's uh elder elder hargo if you go talk to him he says i think bugenhagen has foreseen things about the planet and anaki and about himself but he would never say that. He would just say, ho, ho, ho. And I was like, <laughs> indeed he would. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the limited moon. And limited moon is kind of like Cloud's ultimate weapon, where it does an amount of damage based on his HP being full, but Red's is based on his MP, MP being full. Correct. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of nice because it's easy to keep your MP full. So you could yeah. just constantly be doing really good damage with red because of it um yeah and the way it works is it's current mp like compared to uh like max mp so like on on the jagged site they're saying like if you have like uh, like 635 of 635 it'll do more damage than if you had like a number greater than that out of 99 like it's it's definitely out of how close you are to your max with it and not so much like oh well i have more like, if you had, like, one of one somehow, like, that would still be, like, max damage. Yeah, it would still be sufficient, right. Um, yeah. So, let's see. Yuffie, her ultimate weapon is the Conformer. We get it on the Gelnica. Um, it's also just sitting in a chest. Um, it's pretty dope. It does damage based on the enemy's level, which is pretty handy. I would say that's a good thing. Everything you're fighting now is a pretty high level anyway. 
and the bosses themselves yeah. are going to be a really high level. So it you know it's a good weapon. It it, it doesn't fluctuate in the way a lot of other ones do. Um, it also yeah. does that. So that that um, yeah, that makes Yuffie's regular attacks like extremely powerful against like all of the weapons because of just how high their level is. Exactly right. Um, and also, it has that added benefit of morph doing normal damage when you attack with yeah. it. Yeah. So it's easy to get yep. the morph Which items. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, it's also very helpful that it will only deal one damage to anyone else in your party. Yeah. Which we talked about before, because if you get confused, it's only doing one damage, which can be very helpful, especially on the Galnica if you're trying to morph those um, yeah. characters into like the source items. But it's another thing is when I was uh, doing my ruby weapon strat, I was trying to like get some of my uh, characters to low HP. Yeah. And I was attacking with Yuffie and I was like, ah, fuck, wait, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could like get their HP just over 7777 and then just chip it away <laughs> or something like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Which can be really, really helpful. Yeah. So anyway, um, and we got Sid, Venus Gospel. Uh, you just talk to the old man outside of the rocket in Rocket Town multiple times, and he gives it to you. Uh, you gotta do it on disc three, or at least later in the game, maybe not disc three. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, it's after after all the shenanigans are done at Rocket Town, um, and it does. It's the exact same as Red's weapon, same damage formula. Uh, does it out of MP instead of HP? And Hell yeah. Kate Siths or Keshi uh, has the HP shout, which is found in that locker in Midgar. Uh, in the Shinra Tower, which is the same formula as Clouds, so it's right there on the right there on the, right. the it's written on ten HP shout. It's based on your HP. Okay, the HP shout. So <laughs> next we have Vincent, Vincent's weapon, Vincent's limit break, and so for the rest of the podcast, mm -hmm. I want to talk about that, and then talk about some himbos. I want I want the next section of the podcast to be himbos. It's just himbo hour here at I agree. every FNFF. It's real himbo hour. So let's take a break. Uh, we'll take a break, get all horned up, and then <laughs> come back and talk about himbos. We're going to get a reasonable level of horned up. I'm going to go grab a box of tissues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some potions and some lotions. <laughs> we're going to meet back here and have a himbo hour. Hell yeah. <laughs> How, how's that sound to you? That sounds great to me. All right. Well, I'll see y'all back here in, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes. I should be able to knock one out in about that amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll see you back here in about then. Wash your hands. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're all lotioned up, ready to go, all greased up, sliding around like everything I touch is a slip and slide. <laughs> ready to go. Ready to go. Grease me up, woman. Right. Let's us go. Um, let's talk about the uh, sad himbo first. Sure. I mean, they're all, all right. pretty sad when you think about it. Well, not all himbos. One of them isn't anymore. <laughs> um, Vincent. Yes. Yeah. So we saved his uh, limit break and his weapon because we get them at the same time. So that waterfall <laughs> that we've been talking about. For, have we? We have. We've mentioned it multiple times. We mentioned it the first time we went to Junon and then a couple of other times as well. That There is yeah. a crater with a waterfall. Yeah, it's like right when you leave Gold Saucer on the buggy and you have to go across the river, that river leads down to like... 
an area where there's a waterfall. Uh, I just said that very Philly, uh, a waterfall. But yeah, waterfall. It's, it's also like right after you go from uh, Cosmo Canyon towards uh, Nibelheim. Yeah. There's a river where you can really see this uh, this like weird crater right. that just has like a circular lake in the middle of it and a waterfall. Yeah. And you can either use the submarine to get there or you can take a golden chocobo there as well. Right. Oh, I didn't realize that you can use the submarine. Oh, I know actually, that there's uh, like... I, I know that you can get there from the submarine, but I don't know if you can actually like. Yeah, you can dock and everything. It's really, oh, uh, it's really fucking frustrating. But yes, you can. Yeah, you can do it. Oh, Basically, yeah, as cool. you go into a, when you're in the submarine, you'll find like a little trench that goes like way back, and you can kind of tell where you are on the overworld map just because you're going so far out of that little mid uh, inland sea. Yeah, it starts the, like in the North Corral area, and then kind of spirals yeah. Yeah. and then it curls back around, and then all of a sudden you go up and you realize you're in this crater yep. with the waterfall in it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I take it back. You don't need a golden chocobo. You only need a green one. I think just a black chocobo or maybe oh, just a river chocobo. Yeah. I th- well, I think you need a mountain one to get it. Or maybe you do only need mm. a river one. <laughs> if we're doing it again. I know. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, but the point is, though, you can get there. And that's why we've talked about it a couple times. That like, oh, there's this place, but don't go there yet. Okay, go there now. Uh yeah, so uh, if you take Vincent here, <clears throat> if you don't take Vincent here, nothing happens. It's just a room. Yeah, you the- walk in and a text box comes up that just says Vincent. And then as you're walking around, like a translucent um, text box will come up that just says Sephiroth. But like yeah. as you're walking around, it says Vincent a lot. So yeah. it kind of nudge, like, nudge. Hey, bring Vincent. Yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> who the fuck's that? <laughs> Wait, yeah, if you come here but you haven't even found Vincent yet, will it say Vincent? I wonder. That's a good question. Like, who the question. fuck is Vincent? Yeah. Uh, but if you bring Vincent, and I, I brought Red and Vincent. I don't remember what I was doing, but uh, <laughs> I brought the two of them. <laughs> Boys uh, night out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you bring Vincent, and uh, the first thing that happens when you walk into this room is you hear a voice say Sephiroth, and Vincent and everybody else separates from the party, and Vincent says, that voice, it can't be Lucretia. And you actually see... Uh, like a apparition of Lucretia at the top of the screen, um, but I guess she's not like clear. She's not like a ghost, I guess. Yeah, but she's a so ghost, she right? Looks, like, I think she looks like a physical. Like it actually seems like she's actually there, like in like like tr- actual form. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that, like there's there's clearly something that's not right about her. She's some kind of I don't know. Something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she notices that Vincent is there, and he's like, oh, Lucretia, and she tells him to stay back. Yeah. And uh, we get, like, a, a flashback? Yeah. Like, right after that? It kind of fades to white. Okay, you want to go ahead and tell us about it? Yeah, so then um, we, we get a little flashback where they are, uh, and by they, I mean, there's there's three people in, uh, like, scientific, scientist outfits, and then one person in a suit, and they're all kind of making their way towards the Shinra mansion. Um, and we can tell that Turk's suit. Yeah, a Turk's mm. suit, um, and then three scientists, and we can tell that the one is uh, Lucretia, because we just saw her. Yeah, and, and they're in uh, Nibelheim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it kind of just shows a couple of different, like, flashes of things that are going on. Like, it's not really being explicit with what's going on, but you can kind of gather what's going on where you see them walk into the Shinra mansion, and then um, the the Turk standing there kind of turns around and looks the other way. Then it shows um, that same Turk with uh, Lucretia just standing next to, like, the little, like, well or the Mako reactor in uh, Nibelheim. 
just uh, like having a conversation. Then it flashes to them at the front gates, and uh, she's like holding his hands with. Um, yeah, that's a real her. interesting one. Yeah, yeah, she's like he he has his hand out and she's holding his hand with both of hers, and then she like runs off. Yeah, she runs off, and then it flashes again, and it shows her embracing one of the scientists. Yeah. While that Turk looks all dejected and sad. Yeah, puts his head down so. and kind of shakes it a little bit. Damn, hate hate to get cooked. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it, folks. <laughs> but then the screen flashes, uh, goes to black, and it just says in white text, if she is happy, then dot, 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 I don't mind. Yeah. And is that the end of the first one? I think so, yeah. Then it flashes to um, inside one of the, the, I guess, the inn within uh, Nibelheim. Well, well, at some point, like, there's two different flashbacks, right? Or no, there's only the one. Yeah, there's the one, and then we have to leave and come back later. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. Right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think I, I I'm also confused by uh, no. I think there's another one where it, it kind of just shows quick cuts of each scene again, where it shows. What her I scene. meant is, I remember you have to leave and come. Yeah, back. I think that's a little bit later. I could be wrong about yeah, that. It is. It is. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's just kind of sitting at the table at the inn, uh, like looking upset, and I think she's like rubbing her stomach a little bit. Right. Right. So, Which I feel kinda, is like low polygon, uh, no text version of telling you that somebody is pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty yeah. easy to tell by the, even though the, the it's the like low poly models and all of that, like it's pretty easy to tell just through their body language and their animations, like what's going on. So then right. after that, after it's showing that this, uh, this woman's obviously pregnant, it flashes to the basement where like Sephiroth was doing all his research with all the books everywhere. Yeah. And, um, lab. Yeah, exactly. And there's two of the scientists there, and the Turk is saying, I'm against it. Why experiment on, on humans? And then the scientist says, she and I are both scientists. Then it yeah, flashes then, to black again, and mm-hmm. uh, it says, after that, a child was born to Lucretia. The child's name was Sephiroth. Ooh. Which I guess we already learned, but... Yeah. Kinda, yeah, we're getting it in a... We're getting a bit more close to the source now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then it shows uh, another scene back at the inn where uh, Lucretia kind of just falls to her knees and collapses on the ground. Right, right. And it flashes back to um, the, like, experiment area, and it's uh, the Turk confronting the other scientist. Right, and and they're obviously arguing with each other. And the scientist is kind of grabbing his head and, and, and... like thrashing about a little bit like he's clearly upset about something i took right, that right. as this turk is telling him that lucretia whatever's wrong with lucretia is happening which we can kind of gather with all of the pieces that we have already what's going on but then the right. scientist pulls out a gun which you can't see it just yeah. kind of has his uh hand lifted <laughs> yeah, up and right. you hear like a, a, a bang noise and uh shoots the turk and the turk falls to his knees and onto the ground, and then he is laying on top of the table, and the scientist is experimenting on. Yeah, him. everything everything whites out for him. Yeah, but yeah, when he wakes up, the scientist is yeah. experimenting on him. Yeah, and then he finally gets up, and he's all alone after it like fades to white again, and he's just kind of like writhing in agony. And he he, you know, puts his hands to the sky and is like shaking his fists, and just says "erg." Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then it, we see like who's actually speaking, and it says Vincent. And it's still the black like background on the white text. And it says, this body is the punishment that's been given to me. I was unable to stop Professor Gast and Hojo. And Lucretia, I was unable to stop them. All that I was able to do was watch. That is my punishment. And then it kind of just fades to white. And right. we're back in the, uh, the crystal cave area is what it's yeah. called. Yeah. So obviously what we're looking at there is 
kind of the history of Vincent, Hojo, and Lucretia there. How uh, they obviously all knew each other, and we assume... I mean, like, yeah, we don't assume. Vincent's literally multiple times said, like, the woman he loves was Lucretia, yeah. right? But, uh, but she and uh, Hojo had a child who was Sephiroth, and then Hojo experimented on uh, them, or on, at least on, Sarah, on Sephiroth using yep. Genova's cells. And then uh, Vincent tried to stop it. Hojo shot him and then performed experiments on his body, which turned him into the creature yeah, that he is exactly. now. A werewolf. A werewolf and Jason <laughs> Chainsaw Man and other things, yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, so like you said, uh, it kind of we're back in the Crystal Cave now, the area behind the waterfall. And uh, Vincent says, Lucretia, you're alive. And her text is interesting because it's on like a translucent background, yeah. which has been reserved kind of for memories and yeah, like kind yeah. of more ethereal yeah. presences, not actual like here yeah. in meat space, right? Then right. <laughs> in the meat space, <laughs> she says, "I wanted to disappear. I couldn't be with anyone. I wanted to die, but Genova inside me wouldn't let me die. Oof. Lately, I dream a lot of Sephiroth, my dear, dear child." Ever since he was born, I never got to hold him. Not even once. You can't call me his mother. That's my sin. And then Vincent tries to walk up to her, I guess, to like comfort her or talk to her. And she says, stay back. Vincent, will you please tell me? And he says, what? And she says, is Sephiroth still alive? I heard he died five years ago, but I see him in my dreams so often. And I know physically, like myself, he can't die so easily. Please tell me. And he, there's like a moment, and Cloud like walks up, like he's gonna tell Lucretia what our business is, like, oh, we're gonna yeah. crater. He's this monster or whatever. And Vincent puts out his hand and stops him and just says, "Lucretia, Sephiroth's dead." Yeah. And uh, and she fades away. Yeah. After and that. everything just kind of fades out, and then and then we're just in that cave, and there's like nothing else we can really do here. Yeah, that's the end of that scene. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, pretty much we, what we can gather is, uh, obviously, Professor Guess and Hojo were heading into, uh, w- with uh, Lucretia and Vincent, were heading into um, the, w- what's it called, the uh, the, the Shinra Mansion, and right. that's kind of where all of this, like, evil scientist shit sort of started. Like, we know that Guest had found Genova uh, and thought Genova was an ancient, and that they were using their cells to try and, you know, create, you know, create better soldiers and everything, so yeah. this is kind of showing how Vincent is tied to all of that and actually see it play out what happened. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause like, I guess up until this point, like he's told us, but like y- he's the least connected in some ways, probably because he's like an optional character and they just didn't have that many scenarios for an optional character. Yeah. But this really ties him into the main story as somebody of importance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but once you leave, uh, you can fight like ten battles, I think. Yeah, I think it's and then 10. come back. Yeah, and when you come back, there's a there's an item up at the top of the crystal cave where Lucretia was standing, and you get his final weapon, the death penalty, mm-hmm. and his final limit break, chaos. Fuck yeah! So we want to talk about those? Yeah, let's talk about them. Let's go. Uh, death penalty powers up the more enemies that you kill. Um, it also can be used like Barrett's in that you can just kill so many enemies that you could use the overflow glitch, but the amount of time it would take you to actually do that is so insane. Yeah. Like it would take hundreds of hours to be able to get that powerful with it. That's Dave Stereo's oh. next... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> next grind. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Use the overflow glitch with Vincent. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know, 
theoretically possible. You could do it. Yeah. Um, and then Vincent's limit breaks. Let's get to it. Hell yeah. Vincent's limit breaks. Limit breaks here on every FNFF. All right. Level one. Yeah, so Vincent only has one limit break per level, but that limit break can manifest in different ways, if that makes sense. So there's yeah. still a lot of options, technically. But they all also cause them to go into kind of a berserk status, so you can't really control which one you get. Right. Um, yeah. But ba basically, he's going to transform into different like beasts, right? Good and old universal monsters. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, level one is Galleon Beast. And he turns into Abbott and Costello. Yeah. <laughs> He turns into a um, like behemoth, I guess. You know, like a bipedal behemoth. A bipedal behemoth. Yeah. Yeah. And it also gives him some stat increases: defense by twenty, dexterity by fifty, uh, and his max HP becomes one hundred and thirty percent of what it was. He gains oh, the use yeah. of two attacks: berserk dance, which attacks a single target, and beast flare, which deals fire-based damage to all targets. Beast flare is pretty dope, yeah. with the exception of. When I first was using it in Nibelheim, all the dragons and creatures in the mountains all absorbed fire, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> yep, exactly. And like we said, you can't really control what he does, so you can kind of like shoot yourself in the foot if you're using his limit break. Yep. Um, Level two. Death Gygus, which... Hell yeah. It's Frankenstein. I was gonna say I was yep. gonna say real uh, knowledgeable people will know that's actually Death Gigas's monster. <laughs> <laughs> Death Giga. Yeah, because he looks like a Frankenstein. <laughs> He's a Hulk Frankenstein. And in each each uh, version, you just get similar increases: fifty percent magical defense, seventy percent dexterity, two hundred percent max HP. So stuff like that. And his two attacks now are Giga Dunk, Giga Dunk, <laughs> which deals Kobe which deals physical <laughs> so damage good. to. Single heart and live wire, which delivers lightning based yep. magic. So there's a pattern here. Yeah, right. Um, I just love the name Giga Dunk. Yeah, Giga Dunk. <laughs> Did that come Carl, up? Carl, you're it's... a Giga Dunk. Didn't that come up oh, recently? Thanks, Curtis. Say what? I feel like Giga Dunk came up recently. Maybe this is we super dunk. We were probably dunk. talking about Super Dunk. Yeah, Super Dunk. This is <laughs> the evolution of Super Dunk, dunk is Giga Dunk. <laughs> Death Guy just comes out and just sinks so many fucking free throws. <laughs> Giga Dunk better be able to play Super Dunk in the remake. <laughs> <laughs> Level three, Hellmasker. Hellmasker. It's Jason. Jason. It's Jason. It's yeah. Jason. Yeah. 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 Jason. Well, I mean, it. It also might be a um, a, a reference to Splatterhouse. Like yeah. Games. Because the first episode, or the first episode, the first uh, attack is called the Splatter Combo. Yeah. Exactly. And so. I, and I think like the Splatterhouse like. Pro or you know character or whatever is basically just a Jason you know ripoff. So this is if a it's a ripoff of Splatterhouse, right. it's just a ripoff of a ripoff. But it's still pretty f fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And the other one is Nightmare, which inflicts just a shit ton of uh, effects: sleep, poison, silence, confuse, frog, and mini on a single opponent. So it really, yeah, it's pretty cool. It does it really does it up. Uh, yeah. Who's the? Um, I also like when you when you transform. At least with Hellmasker, which is the one that I was transforming into the most. Um, just the animation's kind of funny because it's just like laying down completely still, and then like s slowly floats up in like an uncanny way, which is very like horror movie, but it's also pretty silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very. Uh, who was I trying to think of? Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles is the other one. Oh fuck yeah! The Hell other yeah. scary hockey mask man. Yeah, um, and yeah, the one we just got, Chaos. 
uh, turns him into the the Christian devil. <laughs> <laughs> turns him into Diablos from Final Fantasy VIII. Turns him into Diablo from Diablo Two. Like, he looks like <laughs> three gargoyle from Gargoyles. Looks like gargoyle. <laughs> gargoyle. Gargolchin. Gargolchuin. Um, yeah, yeah, gargolchuin. Gargoyle. Uh, um, yeah, so defense and magic defense both increase by 100%, which is pretty fucking dope. Uh, has two attacks. The Chaos Saber, which is a physical attack for two and a half times normal damage to all enemies at once, which is dope. And the fucking yeah. Satan, Sand Slam. The Satan Slam. The oh, Stand Slam. Santa Slam. Santa Slam. Merry Christmas. Uh, a, <laughs> Come on and slam. <laughs> and welcome to the... Which is dope. Uh, 28 chan- 28% chance to inflict instant death. Or if enemies are immune to death, does five and five eighths times normal damage to all enemies. Fuck yeah, nice, pretty dope. Also, the animation for it is really kick ass too. There's like a skull. I didn't see it. There's like an evil like skull face that like materializes out of the ground underneath them, and then it like sparks up and shit. It's really fucking cool. It's pretty fucking metal. Hell yeah! Wow, Satan slam dancing. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's every single limit break, <laughs> and, yeah. limit break, and ultimate weapon. Oh yeah, yes, we indeedy. Uh, but there's still one more himbo I want to talk about. There's one more yeah. thing I want to talk about before we the go. Last to the last of the himbos. That's right. The last of the himbos. <laughs> it's a good himbo. Kevin Costner movie, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so this is like literally the last thing to do, I think, before going into Northern Crater, right? Like we've pretty yeah. much covered everything else. Every this is the final thread to be tied up, I think. Yeah, I think so. What the hell happened in Nibelheim? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> there's one character we really don't know about their whereabouts and such yet, uh, and that would be the himbo Zach Fair. Fuck uh, yeah. Yeah. Who will recall Cloud is basically basing his personality and identity off. Uh, yeah, we learned in the big flashback. So, spiritual successor. It's a spiritual <laughs> successor to Zach, yeah. Um, so, to get all this going, we need to go back down into the Shinra Mansion to the lab there. The gas lab. Yeah. Just saw. There's really no um, other prerequisites for it. You just have to go down there, and it just automatically triggers as soon as you walk in there. So, it's it's not too confusing or anything like that. Uh, but once you walk down there, Cloud starts kind of having like a little vision of the past, right? And he yep. sees those two tanks that we were talking about earlier that have like the um, the text scrawled at the, on them that's like, They're oh, like when it's dinner time, we'll break out of here. You know? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Zach and Cloud are both floating in them. Yep. And uh, Cloud's I think, still in his soldier uniform. Yeah, yeah, Cloud is still in his Shinra MP uniform, right? Yeah, and, and, uh, and Zach's there in like Cloud's outfit. And I was going right. to say, oh, no, his it Gohan doesn't outfit. look like. Yeah. yeah, his Gohan outfit, exactly, yeah. For a second, I thought uh, he had the, uh, the what's it called, buster sword on him, but it's just his hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so, like, we learned today from uh, Zangan's uh, letter that he wrote that as soon as he saved Tifa, Hojo and the rest of the uh, scientists showed up to take whoever was in that reactor back for experimentation. So we can already kind of assume that this is directly after uh, engaging Sephiroth. Uh, yeah. Was it five years ago? Yes. Six years ago, something like that. Seven? Sure. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, I, I think it was five, yeah. Did Tifa say seven, though? 
It was like it, it was actually seven years. Well, or something like that. Tifa said seven because Cloud was gone for two years, and then yeah. Cloud saw her two years after that, which was like the five year thing. But she didn't see Cloud because he was hiding. Yeah. Fair. Oh, okay. So right. I think that's how that continuity works. So if you remember, one of the things that was scratched in onto the uh, the vats that they're floating in was dinner time. That's when we'll make our break. Uh, <laughs> the the scene starts up with a Shinra employee walking in with like a, he's like has his arms out. I'm assuming he's supposed to be holding a tray. And yeah, it says, exactly. hey. I thought he was a Frankenstein at first. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there he is. He says, hey, this is your food. And he goes and sets it down on the table and turns around to like, I guess let the two, uh, to Zach and Cloud out so they can eat. And Zach just busts the fuck out and fucks this dude up straight up. Yeah. He just like throws him against the wall. And he, and Zach lets Cloud out. And uh, the angle, the shot is really cool, too. It's like a very action shot where it shows Zach getting back the buster sword and helping Cloud up. And they're yeah. going to like escape. And so they, they bust out of Shinra Mansion. It shows uh, Zach dragging Cloud along. Through um, the gates, yeah. Yeah, through the gates of Nibelheim. And uh, the screen goes black for a moment. And you hear Zach say, oh, here, put this on. It smells a little, but don't complain. You look <laughs> pretty good in that. And... I think it's where Cloud got his clothes that he's been wearing yeah. the whole game up to this point. Which I think is kind of weird that Zach just had that, but that's fine. <laughs> he just like yeah, had another... got to bring up a change of clothes. In your pocket. <laughs> or wherever you, shit you have yourself. It. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I never prepared for when I shit myself. I'm always like, if only I'd listen to Carl. <laughs> every, every time. Every time. Uh... And yeah, and then we get another cool little one-off screen, and I really like this screen. This like, one's really good. Have we seen a truck driving? I guess we did in Midgar on the yeah. during the motorcycle chase game. Well, that was kind of more of a tr- mm. tricycle with a cab in it. Yeah, that's fair. This is just a pickup ass pickup like pick truck. truck. This is, is a gray GMC Sonoma that's rusted out. <laughs> now, is this the one that they have at Nibelheim? I don't think it is. I don't think so, because I don't think that one was like a cream color. Because I think it wasn't Tifa saying how like that that truck had always been there. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But yeah, uh, either way, Zach and Cloud are in the bed of a pickup truck, and you can see the driver in the truck as well through the uh, through the passenger side window. It's like a profile shot of the truck. And um, I just sorry, I just started thinking of. Do y'all ever watch the Brack Show? When that oh, was, yeah. I never have, but. I was thinking of that um, episode. Oh wait, the driving down Highway Forty in my big old pickup truck <laughs> with uh, yeah, with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, in my big old pickup truck. <laughs> but this, uh, what this? So, but before that, um, splice this, that whole song in right uh, here. <laughs> yeah. But what I mean, the thing is, like, are people just driving from town to town? Like, just ignoring monsters on the way? I wonder. I, I guess so. No Final Fantasy ever does that. Driving down the highway Ooh. with cars. Just wait for number eight. <laughs> and Ooh. bumping into monsters. Yeah. Um, so Zach, said, Zach, like, knocks on the back window of the cab and says, Yo, old guy, we at Midgar yet? And the, the old guy's like, Shut up. You're lucky I even gave you a ride. I love the way that they, like, stylize him saying shut up. He says, Shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Get over there, over here. Um, and Zach turns around to Cloud, and Cloud's like doing that head bobbing thing that he was doing when he was in the wheelchair, right? Yeah, and like, exactly. And we know that they've been experimented on now, right? That they had. Um, He's pretty much the state is 
that he was in when he popped up at in the, at the yeah, off the trains the platform, right? Right, because right. we remember like when Tifa found him in the train station in the flashback in Midgar, he was just sitting there and bobbing his head around until Tifa woke up or came up to him. The Genova cells woke up and started building his identity and memory from that. Yeah. So right now he's just like a zombie again. Uh, but Zach says, when <laughs> zombie. <laughs> Zach says, uh, what are you going to do once we get to Midgar? And Cloud just dot, dot, dot. Zach says, I know what I'm going to do. I got a place I can crash for a while. Oh, no, wait. The mother lives there, too. I guess that's out. Lame. <laughs> <Love that. laughs> Lame. So, yeah, so he's obviously dating Aerith at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, so Awkward. Zach, be nicer to your mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. He says, yep, got to change my plans. Hmm. No matter what I do, I'll need some money first. Hey, you want to start a business? What can we do? And uh, he starts a Silicon Valley tech bro fucking <laughs> company. Called Shinra Inc. <laughs> he, he fucking, I was trying to think of like a stupid like... I want to get into real estate. Yeah, you real yeah. estate. He becomes a landlord. <clears throat> he gets canceled. Boo. He, um, I love this whole time Clad doesn't say a single word. No, no, no. Zach's no. just talking out loud to him. Yeah, I know. Well, I, 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 well, you know what? The thing is, too, I don't know. I guess maybe it explains it in some of the other games about what happens beforehand and everything. But I don't really know Cloud and Zach's uh, dynamic dynamic between each other. Like, we don't know in FF7. As I far think- as I know right now, he might just be some soldier who just came on the trip. And, like, they've both experienced a very, very traumatic thing together and escaped from this place together. And so they're kind of, like, automatically, like, really, really tight just from that, you know? Right. I, I took it as like um, since we've seen them interact uh, before without knowing it when we saw like the flashback that Cloud had where you know he's doing squats in the truck and talking to the one MP who's like oh I'm sick oh I never get sick this is pretty much the exact same scene that's happening except with like the actual like people yeah. involved in their correct places so like Cloud's sort of just being you know himself the way he was then and like we get to see like Zach is actually the cocky asshole like that was never really yeah. who Cloud was cloud was way right. more reserved but now zach is like we yeah. see it like from the outside yeah, and we're agree. like yeah zach's kind of a dick <laughs> yeah he's he's very um he's very like, type a <laughs> like yeah he's very he's very on he's very um like full of himself for good reason and just kind of yeah like no chill but like oh, yeah, but also right. very nice and so and yeah I yeah the, he um, has a he has a positive jock energy i've met yeah, some exactly. people like this <laughs> over christmas break just really? like introduces some someone and they just start talking don't say a single thing. Ask, don't they don't ask me a single question. They just like start going on and like I know everything about you now, but I'm still. Just <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's all right. You get to remain a mystery. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Who am I? Yeah, but I, I kind of took it as with like the other flashbacks that we've seen of them, where they were like friendly enough, where Zach was kind of trying to be like you know the mentor to Cloud and everything, and yeah, you know they they got along well enough. But I think like you were saying, Curtis, like after all the shit that they just went through, now they're like even more bonded, and they're like you know like right, brothers right. in arms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he says, "Hey, Cloud, do you think there's anything I'd be good at?" And he knocks on the window of the do- uh, the of the cab again and goes, "Hey, old guy, what do you think I'd be good at?" <laughs> and like the old guy hasn't said anything. He's just like, "What the fuck?" You know. He's like, "This he goes, fucking guy won't stop." I know. He goes, "What are you yapping at? You're still young, ain't you? Young folks should try everything. Got to pay your dues while you're young. Go out and look for what you really want." 
It's fucking Uber drivers speaking truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zach says, try everything. That's easy for him to say. And then he does those fucking squats that Cloud always Whoop. does when he's like Love getting it. ready for something. Which is why I was like, oh yeah, like when Cloud was doing it way, way, way early in the series, I was just like, oh, I know why he does those squats now. Like yep. day. Yep. And uh, Zach says, hey, of course. I've got more brains and skill than most other guys. That settles it. I'll become a mercenary. <laughs> Fuck Which is yeah. a, that's a wild fucking jump to make there, buddy. I'm gonna go to college, <laughs> get my doctorate, and become a mercenary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and even the truck driver goes, "Hey, didn't you hear a word that I said?" Because even <laughs> even the driver's like, "You fucking idiot." He's like, "That's like, not what I said, you asshole." And then and then Zach goes, "Yeah, thanks, pops." <laughs> like he's like, "That's actually what he told him to do." That's so good. <laughs> he says, "Listen." I'm going to become a mercenary, and that's that. Boring stuff, dangerous stuff, anything for money. I'm going to be rich. <laughs> and then he looks at Cloud and says, So, Cloud, what are you going to do? And then the driver starts, and again, he goes, No, you got it all wrong. <laughs> like, he's, like, trying to explain, like, you idiot. The driver's like, uh, Fuck, somehow the blood is now on my hands. <laughs> yeah, I know. These fucking assholes are going to get the themselves sociopath. killed. sociopath. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, dude, like, that's the thing. It's like, that's why, like, I like Zack's characterization in this game. Because he's just kind of like a moron. He's just like a real, like, buff, like, skilled moron. You know what I mean? Real big jock, yeah. He's big jock. He's got nice jock energy. Nice jock energy. <laughs> List of references, that truck driver. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but uh, in in response to Cloud, what are you going to do? Cloud just groans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, ugh. And he goes, just kidding. I won't leave you hanging like that. We're friends, right? Mercenaries, Cloud. That's what you and me are going to be. You understand? And uh, the scene fades out, and uh, Zach grows up to be a great mercenary, and everything goes right for him. Yeah. For always. He starts his his great mercenary adventure. That's right. Actually, it immediately comes up into another scene, and uh, (laughs) Cloud and uh, Zach are running away from Shinra guards. And uh, it looks like Zach gets some of them, like, off screen. He, like, runs off screen and fucks them up, right? Yeah, like, mm. um, so he's still dragging Cloud. Cloud is still very much, like, out of commission. And then um, he, he kind of, like, puts Cloud down out of the way and, like, runs forward. And we hear gunshots and stuff. And we also hear, like, the blade noises that we hear sometimes. So he's, like, fighting them off and taking some of them down. Right, right. He runs back in and we hear more gunshots and he just gets, he, he's just down. He just gets lit up with some, right, yeah. yeah. And, like, so much so it blows him backwards. Yeah. And uh yeah, we're kind of on like just like to kind of give the uh, the area that we're in. We can see that we're on like a cliffside, right? Yeah. Like we're we on can a, see something off in the distance, but we're not really sure what is off. Yeah, the we can't tell what it is yet. But it's almost like we're looking over a canyon or something and we're on like the precipice of it. Yeah. Uh but he gets lit up and falls down like on his back and a uh Two Shinra guards and one of the um, commanders commanders walk up and uh, they just straight up execute him right there on the ground. It's really yeah. fucking brutal. Like, like, it's, he, he, like you can see the gun and like they're just right in front of him. And one of the guys just keeps like does not stop shooting. Unloads Zach. his machine gun into him and, and like his and like Zach body's is like, like convulsing and shit. Yeah, it's it's really brutal. Like it's I was risky. like like when I played it, I was like. This might be the most brutal thing in this game right here is yeah. just watching this dude unload a gun into Zack and his body's all twitching and like Yeah, and he does around. it twice, right? Like Yeah. Like he was yeah. he, he was already down and then this guy does that and does it for a while and Vincent oh, yeah. or not Vincent, uh Zack is like twitching a bit and then he like goes limp and then yeah, the guy keeps unloads doing again. it. Yeah. So he's Zack is dead as shit. Extra <laughs> now dead. He's, 
the thing is just for the player like don't worry he's not coming back yeah <laughs> yeah don't just, expect him to come we back cannot, at the end. Uh, we can't emphasize this enough <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah right dead. and then the uh the soldiers walk over to cloud who's still in that state uh on the ground and the soldier says uh what do you want to do with him and cloud just says oh good because he's still groaning and the commander says forget it just leave him and they walk away yeah. and uh for a moment there, Cloud just like lays there and he looks up and sees dead Zack and he kind of crawls over to him and then takes his buster sword and like holds his head and like, I get the feeling he's doing like one of those like where he screams up into the air and he's like, no, or something. Or he's like yeah. having a very, very another traumatic moment. Like platoon style. Yeah, right, right. Also, it starts raining here. Like as he's crawling, it just starts raining, which is like right. so good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty fucked up this scene is it's pretty wild it's very um, um history of trunks the dragon ball movie that <laughs> talks about the future trunks and when he sees gohan dead and he's just screaming yeah. in the rain and he goes super saiyan for the first time and that's why yeah. cloud's hair is uh gold <laughs> yeah because he went super saiyan here <laughs> um but the uh the screen starts to tilt upward as well we start being able to see what's on the other side of that canyon and it turns out that this is right across from midgar yeah. So they were right outside of Midgar during they this. They almost made it. Yeah, oh, man, so sad. Almost made it. But it makes sense timeline-wise because yeah. uh, they were on the run for a while or a long time. Cloud somehow found his way into Midgar. And who knows? The thing is we don't know how long they were on the run and we don't know how long they were – or Cloud was just a, a – I guess a homeless man in Midgar. Like, yeah. Was, you know, kind of out of it and everything. Um but eventually, a guy who is a guy who are sick. Exa- yeah, he was a guy who are sick. Midgar. But I guess over a course of years, eventually, Tifa found him. The Genova cells that were in him got activated, and then he built that personality that we know as Cloud and joined Avalanche. Yeah, which is also pretty wild to think about. That like when we first met Cloud on the opening bombing mission was probably like right after that. Like the Cloud that we knew was brand new at that point. So like we're yeah. like going through learning its history and it's like no we pretty much played all of his history like he didn't have that yeah. personality until just before that. So after this thing um I immediately went back through the lab and started reading the yes. records again which yep. now like yeah. oh we, I did I did this like thing. we already knew this. Yeah. Like but we just yep. didn't know it was it was talking about Cloud and Zach cuz we at this point we just didn't know about Zach at all. Yeah, right. Or yeah. but then when we go back to the um, test tubes, it does say like Project C and Project Z. Yep. I yep. Like, I think I think it's worth reading those again. I have screenshots of yeah. all of them just because it finally ties everything together. So they it, don't have log dates on them, do they? That kind of give us an idea of timeline. They don't. They do, but it almost seems like it's redacted um, for some of it. Okay. So um, so we definitely don't know the timeline. Yeah. So the the timeline is still murky, but we go up to the one, and again, we already read this on the podcast like months ago. Um, to the point right. where when Curtis was reading it, I had like forgotten about this, and I was just like, oh. Okay. Okay. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Because the thing is, like, when you're first reading it, you're like, oh, this could be Cloud. Oh, wait, no, it couldn't be Cloud because he doesn't fit these. The, the description doesn't make sense. It's just like, oh, they yeah, must be doing people. this to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then you learn that there was also Zach. And so also you're like, oh, wait, he fits those descriptions. Yeah. And, and it spells it out perfectly. Person. It says. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think in retrospect, 
I guess if you want to read it again, but um, in retrospect, it was like, yeah, it was describing something like, oh, this might be Cloud, and then like, oh, no, that person's dead. Yeah, yeah. so it can't be. It yeah. can't be Cloud. And it can't be this other person because this doesn't sound like Cloud at all. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so it was like, my mistake. Yeah, so but, it says... Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's super wild. On, on Cloud's like pod that he was in, it says, C project, specimen in parentheses, B, code C, a scratch left by a fingernail inside the beaker. Let's get out of here. And then you go over to the other one and it says C project specimen a code Z a scratch left by a fingernail inside the breaker feeding time. That is our chance. Yeah. And did you go read the, uh, the escapee reports? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, escapee report number one X month X day two escapees were located near Midgar escapee report. Number two description at the time of capture. A, former member of soldier, number, like redacted, or just no number. No effect could be detected from either Mako radiation therapy or Genova on him. B, regular number, again redacted, reaction to Genova detected. Which like right there when we originally were thinking about these characters, we were like, oh, Cloud was in soldiers, so he must have been the first one. Right. He, he must, must have been A. He yeah. must have been A. Yeah, right, because he was in Soldier. But then we learned he wasn't, so he's actually the other one. Yeah. Now, um, what's interesting, though, is that uh, A, which we already know is Zach, no effect could be detected from either Mako radiation therapy or Genova on him. But with B, reaction to Genova was detected. Right. Which is why he's which just kind of got all that pep in his step still. Yeah. Yeah. And which why is why he, can, he was uh, able to kind of like transcend Soldier, even though he was never in Soldier. Right. And also how he could keep up with Sephiroth and the reason Sephiroth was able to control him as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Zack was just too strong. And that's why he got owned. <laughs> <laughs> um, escapee report number three status. A, shot for resisting. B, escaped during A's resistance. Which like kind of isn't true. Yeah, they let him go. Kind of left him, but they were like, "Oh shit, you know what? Yeah, Uh, we shouldn't have let him there. That looks bad on us. Let's just say he escaped. (laughs) Right. Somehow that looked less bad. Right. All right, and and, uh, then the final one is escapee report number four. Other B's whereabouts are currently unknown, but pursuit is unnecessary due to his diminishing consciousness, awaiting further instructions. Yep. That's wild okay. how that was there the whole well, that time. That fucking ties it all God, up. What a good game. Ah! Yep. <laughs> what a good story. The writing in this is just insane. Yeah, so fucking good. Ugh. Top notch. Oh, God, I get the sh- I get the willies. I get the shivers. Yeah, this, so yeah. Good. So this, I, this game just constantly does this thing. I've, I guess I've never really had any other media where it just keeps kind of tying up... I don't, know, t- I don't know, tying up threads that I didn't know were there. Yeah, in a, in a right, weird way. Right, yeah. right, I was like, yeah. oh, that's just like that's just uh, world building background fluff and stuff like that. And like, you had no idea that it's it's yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's incredibly like, important. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, and it's ag- something else. Again, going back to uh, friend friend of the show and future enemy of the show, Corey, um, <laughs> his his way of talking about Final Fantasy VII and how genius it is. It's that everyone knows the quote unquote twist of Final Fantasy VII, which is that. Aerith dies, right. but they don't know the actual twist of the of the. Uh, yeah, right, right. That's, that's so good. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, so, this game's um, like twenty years old. And I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, oh, man, new Star Wars is like two weeks old. I know everything about it. <laughs> Every, everyone knows everything about it. it seems like. <laughs> yeah, they've introduced uh, a new character who is friends with uh, Wedge and Biggs in Star Wars, and her name is Jessie. <laughs> uh, if only. Yeah. Um, after this, I did go to Gungaga to just see if like oh, there was yeah. any other. 
kind of like conversation you can have with Zach's parents. Oh, yeah. And I went in there and they just say the same thing. They're like, did okay. you know someone in Soldier named Zach? And like, oh, we haven't seen him in 10 years. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So sad. And it's, it's sad. like, dude, Cloud, come on, say something. Yeah. Ugh. Well, yeah, that's that. It would have been cool if there was like a little, a little, uh, oh, a little yeah. more there, but you know, uh, it, this game's still fucking like it's still perfect. Yeah. like all of yes, this absolutely. shit. I'm really everything excited. with the exception of the snowboard game is perfect. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I really hope they keep the, all this like core stuff in whatever they decide to remake. Yeah, um, because it does seem like yeah. already like just seeing what I've seen from like this first chapter, like they're kind of embellishing it and kind of right putting right. a nice little sheen polish on lo- and making it a little more bigger. Yeah, and um, we, either with new characters or new plot points and stuff. Yeah, but I'm I'm really curious yeah. how they're going to handle the whole Zach stuff once we get to there. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be especially interesting with the fact that they're introducing a new first class soldier. Right. Yeah, that will be interesting. Yeah, the biker dude. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and I, and I oh, don't yeah. mind if the they mullet, take some mullet embellishments of the story. Like that's fine. You're making a new thing. Yeah, that's I mean, because this game's always going to exist. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we'll always be able to. Go that's like my whole thing. I'm like, yeah, just another version of it. Cool. Yeah. That, that's not just Derb- dirge of Cerberus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, man. Well, I guess that? I'm ready to go into the North Crater, y'all. We know everything. I think of, we're finally ready. Yeah, we know everything now. <laughs> we know everything now. That's right. Now um, we're ready to yeah. go. But first, we got to go back to the high wind. <laughs> so we're on the high wind. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the high wind, we will save and yeah. come back to. And we'll get ready to go take on Sephiroth. To fuck shit I'm ready. Up. I'm ready. Mm, I'm built. Let's do it. This ends tonight. Th- this ends in two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're coming down the home stretch. Yep. Happy 2020, everybody. Yeah. Happy 2020. 2020. By the time you hear this, AGDQ will only have two days left. Yeah. And I will have been very excited for the Final Fantasy VIII speedrun on Tuesday. That happened four days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Your time. <laughs> wow, wasn't that great the way they did that one thing? Oh, I boy. can't believe I that all those crazy things happened that happened. I know. <laughs> those nondescript crazy things. Wow. And who could forget when that one thing happened? (laughs) There's a lot of jumping, a lot of clipping. (laughs) A lot of jumping, a lot of clipping. Uh, I can't believe you can do the infinite sword glitch with uh, Squall and uh, use it to get into the Shadow Temple early. (laughs) (laughs) With bomb hovers. (laughs) All right. They um, finally got Sonic and Melee. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anything else, y'all? No, I think that'll do it. I think that's it. Take it, take us to hell, Alex. Take us to hell. Only three more of these. Yeah, <laughs> take I'll... us to hell, Masker. All right. Theme music is a remix by DJ Cutman. Uh, feature music by Nubo Metsu. I'm curious what I'm gonna do with this music here because it's a lot of just talking about weapons. Yeah. Do we do we talk about the nice music that plays in the uh, in the truck? It is very nice. I think it's one that we've heard before. I can't remember where, but it's yeah, it's nice. I think we heard it in the town of Calm. That's the. Oh, uh, no, I don't think it was way. calm. No, was it not calm? No. Well, I'm full of. But when you go toys. back to calm, it's playing uh, "Heart of Anxiety." And oh, really? Just the, Maybe the it's nice like the farmer song. boy yeah. song. Yeah. Oh, was it the the song outside of Elmira's house? Could uh, be. I don't know. I I'll find we'll out in the out. editing room. Sounds good. <laughs> cool. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. I haven't seen one in a while. But um, yeah. yeah, what the hell, listeners? We're coming. Um, yeah, we're coming down the home stretch on this season. So if you have any like suggestions of things we could do in the future, um, yeah, free for either you know, it's a good opportunity to leave the 
immortalize it on the iTunes page for us. Or, you know, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, uh, every F and FF. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> we are very active on all those. So, yeah, if there's any, any ideas you have for um, coming up, because we're going to be talking to them. I mean, you probably know by now, but we're probably going to be doing Final Fantasy, the original one. Yes. Next season. We're going to do Final yeah. Fantasy of Phantom Menace. Right. That's right. So if you have any ideas for like either segments, uh, just general shit we should cover, trivia. Jokes. Bits. Bits, memes. Goofs. Goofs and gaffs. <laughs> Gaff, Goofs and maybe gaffs. a gaff or two. Yeah. Um, just definitely let us know, and um, we won't do the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to get canceled. <laughs> The day I Cross got slash. canceled <laughs> was the best <laughs> the day, day of my life. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. So long. <laughs> See ya.